And we are back with another Black with No Cream podcast. New episode every single Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real vs. World. I'm in my hotel um, in Scotland right now, out here by myself. Psych, I'm not. If you were listening to the first episode of Season 2, I'm back. The podcast is back. Um, but it's not always going to be interviews because I said I was traveling. I didn't say why I was traveling. Um, but the cat's out the bag. I'm on tour this time. I'm with Jay-Z and Beyonce shooting video for them on the run to tour. It's fucking crazy. I don't even know how to explain how excited I am and to have this opportunity is nuts for me. Uh, so yeah, it's you know I'm going to be on the run for a while. Uh, on the run with Black Window Cream Podcast. And I'm going to be trying to keep up with these podcast episodes. Um, the first season, I interviewed someone every single time. And obviously, I'm by myself out here so i might not be able to interview people every time so i started those solo episodes i got a lot of good feedback off of that so i appreciate everyone who listened to the first episode i'm gonna try to make those sick every single time and offer you guys some tips and all that shit in every single episode but um this one is special because i happened to record an interview with a good homie of mine named kai in la before i left uh like a month ago so he'll he'll this episode is crazy he is the illest artist street artist guru whatever you want to call him he's like the illest one and uh get on instagram kai art go look him up right now this dude's traveled all over the world with his art he's got a team a full team now he's got his own fucking massive warehouse thing in la and makes the illest shit there he's been doing the craziest installations and working with the biggest brands and artists and djs and i don't know if i if djs is right i'm so tired it's like 3 30 in the morning and i'm in fucking scotland scotland that's crazy I just want to get this podcast out tomorrow's Sunday. I don't want to fuck it up, so I'm trying to make sure I get that to you. So anyway, Kai, please tune into the story. You guys have to hear what he has to say. This dude has gone through all the shit. He's been the broke artist, the brokest artist, and rose to the top. And it has never been easy for him. And that's a common thread with all the people I've ever had as guests on the podcast. So anyway, tune into this shit. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, there's no black or no cream merch right now. I'm obviously not home, so I can't send you anything. This this hoodie I'm wearing though is dope. A homie made it for me. BWNC just printed it right here, and I think I might do these in the future. So if you're watching the YouTube element of this podcast, let me know if you like the idea of this getting printed. I'll try to do that shit in more mugs later. But um, other than that, the only way you can support is just by sharing the fuck out of this. So please share this podcast. Tell people about Kai. Tell people about Black or No Cream. If you want to join the creative community please do bwnc.com slash join we are waiting for you to fucking get in there we are 3,000 plus members strong and it is lit as fuck um yeah that's it all right keep uh keep creating and enjoy the work week and last but not least uh how did i do this shit before um yeah i don't know this is the most epic fucking podcast intro ever created and i'm gonna play that shit right motherfucking now Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. All right. 
We're, uh, this is it. I'm starting the podcast right now. This is, uh, episode, I don't fucking know. Season, season two, episode one. Season two, episode one, Kai thinks that I should do that and call first season the time where I stopped and then the second season the time where I started Your, your life also changed between season one and season two. That is crazy. This is like a real TV show. This is season two. Wow. Like, oh. you don't have the same life anymore. That is true. Well, I'll get to that later, guys. Um, right now, I'm in a undisclosed location with the mastermind, Kai. No, one of the illest um all right the guru of life <laughs> no, i wish uh the merch selling uh <laughs> I, I, we don't sell too much merch i'm sorry but. all right that's it he sucks uh, i'm i'm, I'm, I'm just, gonna end this right now okay we, we can, that, that's it thank you thank you so much for no all right on. kai is uh, that you're i think you're one of the illest artists thank you i put I it in the group that. that you were one of the illest artists i know i don't know a whole lot i've only lived here for like two and a half years, so I've only gotten to meet like a handful of people. I think you might know. Do you know Morley? Have you met Morley? I've before? heard of Morley. Yeah, he's we've, like a good we've crossed friend. paths, but um, we never really met. Yeah, and I think our directions kind of ventured mm. off into like kind of different directions. Sure. So because of that, we've never really had a a reason to like meet. Mm. So that's so a that thing. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it makes. It's total like sense. someone who makes rock and roll and someone who makes R and B music the likelihood of them working together becomes way slimmer because their genres are so different. But I think right now, if you go and see Florida Georgia Line on tour, you might see Nelly. Yeah. You feel me? But Nelly's so made, possible. But Nelly made a country album. True. So, Weird. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, all right. Um, but I, I I do respect what he's done. Like, he, yeah. really, he did get up for a minute, and he was, like, the only one getting up for, D- dude, for, he's, for, like, a quick minute. He's been killing it. I, I, that was like the first. That was my first true, if you call that street art. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The yeah, term. that's probably street art. Okay. Yeah. He's like he's like the authentic version of street art. Okay. Word. Like, what would you describe your art? Um, I think that I was lucky enough. I start, I think I started off as a street artist, mm-hmm. and I was kind of bored of what street art was at the time. Right. So I decided to just push that a little further and become like an artist if that makes sense so you you would just yeah you wouldn't say i'm a street artist i'm a I, gallery I, artist i, I, I don't know i, what I, int- I introduced myself as a street artist mm-hmm. because in 2018 the word artist has been so watered down watered down that a dude who spits 16 bars on yeah is now an artist right so to me like if you just say you're an artist a lot of times people will be like oh do you have a mixtape or oh what movie are you in it's right. like no like i paint Hmm. Or, or I make installations or sculpture. But if you say I'm a street artist, they can kind of like quickly understand who you are and what you, what you kind of do, I guess. Well, and I think that there's so much content out there now around street art, and to have like a Banksy set the international wave of like mainstream people associate that type of art or creating that would be outside of just a studio. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're not just painting this picture here, mm-hmm. but you're out in the streets doing whatever you're doing. You're traveling all around the world doing installations and stuff. I think that maybe people gravitate towards that term. I don't know. That's interesting. The, but yeah, The street art term, I think, came from the idea like you wanted to make art, but you weren't accepted in galleries. You weren't accepted in these institutional forms of making art that mm. you just went to the streets and you became like the artist of the streets yo that's really dope because that's like the whole punk skateboarding yeah. like that's where it came from like a lot of the sh- first street artists a lot of the first guys that got up in the streets were either graffiti writers who were trying to get their name out there trying to 
kill time mm-hmm. kind of like but they were skaters most of them were skaters most of them played in a rock and roll band like it's like that real grunge style or grunge way of life is what created street art which is sick because it's always like against the grain and like competitive so with it, the law it or used whatever. to it used to be like that now in 2019 or 28 like everyone wants you to every, come fuck up their yeah, shit <laughs> everyone's like yo come come tag on my my building is it like that though yeah like we get i get dms all the time like here's my address if you're in my city please do something on my building wow please like anything goes anything like people will take anything i put on a building now oh, i believe like, that. five years ago it was like please let me paint on your wall and now it's like come paint on my wall whatever you want so would you say that honestly you've always followed the law by asking first no never no i started as like the most reckless kid there like you could i was the most reckless person what's the one thing that you feel terrible about like ruining with your not like Like, ruining for them your art maybe made that shit more valuable but at the time like um do you ever like spray paint someone's like fucking i don't know like a church no no never (laughs) i i heard the story about a guy who did a a church i don't know this is kind of like a famous myth i guess or story yeah that a guy goes to court one day and the judge opens the case and he says sir you spray painted on a church and he said yes sir sorry i didn't know at the time it was a church he goes it clearly says church on the side of the wall and on the front of the building and the writer the graffiti writer or street artist was like sorry i didn't know he goes well you're shit out of luck because that's my church so like his personal his church personal, or he, just atti- what the he fuck? like attends that church so he's like, I'm a fucking he's like i'm gonna get you like so that you like no one fucks with churches in my church anymore that's some cool shit right there so that's like a famous like myth story or, that's crazy it's um, like the church got the law on their back like. yeah so like we like it's also being respectful at the same time yeah I'm always trying, I'm trying to put love out there and trying to, trying to give everyone a little bit of light in their day. Mm. So I'm not trying to go in there and ruin something. And but before you figure that out about yeah. yourself, cause I used to, yeah, <laughs> I'm all about the positivity yeah. and love shit too. Yeah. But I remember being like a reckless, like skateboarder punk kid. And we would just like, I don't know, throw shit at cars yeah, yeah, you Like I wasn't, I don't think I was ever like, I'm more competitive minded mm. than that. Like I was more about like, if I saw my homie put up five posters, I was going to put up a hundred. Right. Just to say, like, haha, you five? Yeah. <laughs> put up 100 we last night. 100. What do you mean? I put up 20 times the amount you put up. Like, you can't catch me. Right. Um, But I did put up art in certain places that I didn't know I was al- not allowed to put art up in. Like, mm. I did put up art in Paris on a monument without knowing it was a historical monument. Whoops. <laughs> did and you get in trouble for that not in paris in paris oh. they were kind of cool but i did do it in other cities i don't want to say on this right, podcast right. but um i did get in trouble so what do you like are you getting in trouble post you doing it or they're catching you doing it or so i've been caught in the act yeah five times and i've been caught post as well getting caught in the act is a way more tra- traumatizing experience than getting caught post how how so cuz they're a you're not finishing your work a you're not finishing your work b well the first time i got caught like really really caught i was in beverly hills yeah um we had i just i would, at the time i was doing a stop sign series is where i would take the word stop and add words above it or below it to make mm. it a phrase right like don't stop dreaming or stop 
stop genocide or stop obesity stop or showing stop. your dick to women <laughs> 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 yeah i wish <laughs> we try to keep it to one word because then it gets expensive <laughs> yeah right um so we had just done like close to 100 150 stops in damn. beverly hills and we were like stop bitching or stop procrastinating or don't stop loving we just done like a whole section of beverly hills like like la cienega to robertson um Covering olympic to wish every single stop sign Damn. like ev like on foot like slowly one by one doing every single stop sign is this like multiple nights or one night this me, is a one night me and my best like, me and my best friend elliot damn so we went in and like i would put him on my shoulders for the ones that we couldn't reach yeah and he would stand on my shoulders put the put it up and then come down and then we would take turns because you get tired yeah, while no carrying shit. someone and we got back in the car and we're driving out of beverly hills and if you ever been to LA, you know that Beverly Hills has its own police department. So, Beverly Hills cops. <laughs> yeah, they have like their own police department, and you know, if the minute you're out of Beverly Hills, they can no longer touch you. Really? Yeah. They can, oh, I didn't know that. They can stop you and have another officer come in, but they're you're out of their jurisdiction. Like, hmm. you're safe. Interesting. It's like campus police. Yeah, or whatever. kind of. Yeah, weird. Um, so. We were like one left turn away from being out of Beverly Hills jurisdiction when we got stopped by the police. And they came in like ready to, like ready, like tapped on the window with a gun. Like, sir, can you put your window down? And never being an aggressive person, I really don't think I'm an aggressive person. Having a gun pointed in your face for putting up art in, sh in the streets was like a shock. Like yeah emotional shock like what did i do like who did i kill <laughs> who did i assault yeah um so they had the gun in my face my best friend sitting in the car with me at the time i was like a um if you don't know or you guys will f like come to find out i don't drink smoke weed smoke cigarettes i'm not that i'm not into substances never was I don't think I ever will be. You're like, I'll give up five of my friends that do all the above. <laughs> if you let me go, bro. <laughs> Rappers included. Come on, let me go. <laughs> um, but I didn't know, but my best friend, who had, we, me and him were best friends for like, since I was like seven years old. He he was embarrassed to tell me that he was smoking weed. Oh, just because he didn't want Because like, he didn't want, because I didn't smoke weed. Right. And he didn't want me to know that. He didn't want to fuck up our friendship. Right, right. So he didn't tell me. So the cops come to the window, guns out and everything. So we're going we're gonna to need you and your friend to get out of the vehicle. And he got scared and he drops, he had like a little dime bag on him. Yeah. Drops it in the car, hoping uh, like no one finds uh, it. And they cuff me and him and they lay us stomach on the ground in the middle of the street. Now they've blocked off the street. And they call for backup. Now guns in our face, cuffed, laying down stomach on the ground. Four more squad cars show up. So a total of 10 police officers for two twenty like... I was 19, he was 18, two, like, kids Yo. doing street art. You have, you have 10 and police officers. And they were, like, fairly positive messages, Yeah, right? everything was positive, like, and now I'm being told, like, we're going to search your vehicle. Now, in my car is every kind of poster at the time I had ever put up, like, you have morons posters, Bankruptcy oh, Express shit. posters, like, uh, a poster I had done against alcohol, like, everything in the car like this is him yeah like you Fuck. there's never been like a more red-handed moment ever like yeah you caught me with everything oh man so they're emptying out my car and they're literally stacking everything up in piles and kind of like 
doing inventory of what's in the car. And the officer finds a dime bag. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And I did not know what that was. Like, I'm this kid. Like, I was obsessed with art and sports. No idea what this is. And the cop comes up to me. Now, I'm the older one out of me and my friend. Right. He goes, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you just plant this shit on you, bro? I was like, what is I I really had no, like, people think I'm an idiot, but I had no idea, like, like what is that yeah I, and i asked the cop like what is that he goes who the fuck do you think i am you think i was born yesterday i was like no officer i swear to god i don't know what it is and now my friend is so afraid he's not telling me anything and he's just laying on the floor next to me and he's just quiet laying on the floor yeah and the police walks away and now they have all my art out this oh tiny little dime bag my i'm like sitting with my best friend on the like laying on the floor with my best friend blocked off the street five squad cars like sirens on like the lights on and you feel the pressure you're like damn this this is it like i'm done like at the time shepherd ferry was on trial for putting up a poster and was gonna get seven years fuck so like you're thinking in your head like yo i did beverly hills like they're gonna really get me and i look at my friend i'm like what is that he's like i don't know bro i don't know what that is like i'm like bro what the fuck is that like that's not mine. I know that's not mine. And they keep searching the car and they find a watch in the car. Now the watch was a watch I had bought myself. And that was like my first gift to myself right, right. from being an artist. Like I finally made it, quote unquote, when I bought myself a watch, which at the time was like the dumbest <laughs> investment. Ever. Like like a bougie watch? <laughs> yeah, like I bought myself like a really bougie watch. And I thought I had made it, but in like retrospective, hindsight. like, yeah, like I didn't, I hadn't made shit, but... The watch was like, to me, it was like my dream watch as a kid, and I admit I made some money. I'm what so, kind of watch? It was a Rolex. I bought myself Ooh. a little Rolex. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of embarrassing to say because you're a 19 year old kid with a Rolex, and like that was like that's my so f- common now, probably like or le- <laughs> earlier. Like, yeah. damn, that's fucked up. So but they find the Rolex. They find the Rolex, and now they think I stole the Rolex too. So they're like, "Where'd you get this watch?" And I was like, "That's my watch." I'm like, "No, that can't be your watch." I'm like, "That's my watch." Fuck? Um, they're like, why is it not on your wrist? I'm like, well, I was just in the streets doing some illegal things. I'm not wearing a Rolex. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Um, but I was like, I was already embarrassed enough to own the watch. Because after I bought it, I realized like what 19-year-old wears an expensive watch on their wrist. So I was like in an uncomfortable situation. And then they find it in the car. They think it's stolen. There's a dime bag. There's hundreds of posters. Like in my head, I'm like, this is it. Like, thank you guys. Like, it was a great run. Like, <laughs> My friend's like tripping out. He's like, oh he still hasn't God. told you. So he's like just quiet. Like he's like shut down mentally. Oh, shut down. Man. Like he's out. Like nothing. Not one word's coming out of him. Not even like what's your name. Like not answering. He's just oh, like oh fuck. Um. <laughs> so we're sitting Shit. there on the floor. Like all of this is like happening really quick. And an officer comes over and he goes, "Why did you make this one?" And he shows me one that's about alcohol. It's called Abysmal. At the time, it was like an absolute bottle, and it says Abysmal Vodka. And there's like a little poem I wrote, like on the bottle or something. Yeah, okay. Because like the absolute bottle has like that long, yeah, yeah, kind of. You replace that. Yeah, I replace it with like a little poem. Like this is like the liquid of courage. If you like consume too much, it takes over and makes you do mm. things that you shouldn't right, do. Right, right. Um, and he's like, "Why did you make this?" I'm like, "Well, there's a real alcohol issue in the United States, especially within teens." And I'm in high school, and I see this happen all the time. Like. You go to a party and everyone starts drinking and they become reckless. 
So this is kind of my way of like opening people's eyes. Like this is not the greatest liquid in the world. Like right. there's other things Like you don't need to drink alcohol. And he looks at me and goes, I'm an alcoholic. I just became sober. Oh shit. Can I have this? And I'm on the floor cuffed, like I'm going to jail. I'm like, yeah, take it. Like, so got the gun drawn on you. <laughs> no, can no I? more gun. Yeah, he's like, can I have, can I have the poster? I was like, yeah, you can have the poster. Then another officer, like, discreetly walks over, like, why did you make? Oh, they came up on your yeah. ass. They came up some early guy <laughs> work. Yeah, like, why'd you make the morons thing? I'm like, well, my dad was a smoker. <clears throat> I wanted him to quit smoking, so I made morons, and he finally quit smoking. And she's like, can I have one? I was like, yeah, you can have one. And then. The chief of the police station shows up and he goes, what are you doing in Beverly Hills? Where do uh, you, where where'd you like, what area are you from? You're from LA originally? Yeah, I'm here? from LA. Okay. Um, but how far is, where are you from Beverly uh, Hills? Like I'm like 45 minutes. Away so they're checking your ID and shit. They're like, checking my ID. Where the fuck? Like why, what are you doing in Beverly Hills? Like what yeah. are you doing in Beverly Hills? I'm like, I go to school with a lot of the kids that, that grow up in this neighborhood and I realize that they need these messages more than anyone. Oh, crazy. And he looks at me and he goes, you're not wrong. Right. I want you to know that. Like, you you hit it on, like, <laughs> you hit it on the spot. Like, these people do need these messages. But he goes, you have to realize that these people are really bored and have a lot of money. And someone was watching you from the window and called the cops on you. That's why we stopped you. If not, we would have never known you were here. He's like, I love what you did, but go do it somewhere else. Oh, that's dope. And I was like, oh, dope. I'm like, what does that mean for tonight, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing about tonight? He goes, the little bag, I never saw it. Never happened. It's gone. Wow. I'm like, thank you. Like, And now I, he finally tells me, like, that's marijuana. I was like, oh, my God. Crazy. Like, that's not mine, though. Yeah, you can have that, too, yeah, if you want. Like, yeah, I, that's not mine. He's like, that bag, gone. Like, that, my, my officers never found it. And I was like, okay, cool. And he goes, the watch? Is it really yours? I'm like, yeah, that's my watch. He goes, okay. They're putting it back where they found it. He goes, as for these posters, we've inventoried everything. You're going to put it back in your car. I'm like, awesome. He goes, but I don't want to see any of these in Beverly Hills. I'm this like, is crazy. Crazy, right? And he goes, you have damaged a substantial amount of stop signs in Beverly Hills, though. I'm like, yes, I'm sorry, officer, but I think the messages aren't like... They're relevant to this to this area. Plus, no one in Beverly Hills is looking at that shit anyway. Yeah. Stop signs are just. <laughs> and he goes, "We're gonna let you off easy tonight." I was like, "What do you? What does that mean?" He goes, "You and your friend are gonna be followed by two squad cars with the highlights. You know, they can control them." Yeah. And we're gonna put the lights on you while you take off every single no. one of them. I'd be like, "Damn, what's the <laughs> fine though? Could I take the <laughs> fine?" <laughs> but I was just happy, like, yeah. Yo. And he, he's like, "We're gonna uncuff you, and this is what's gonna happen." And I was like, "All right." uncuffed me they f- two squad cars followed us with the lights on and we undid everything we had done that night holy shit crazy how long did that take you it took us like another two and a half hours three oh hours. my god when everything was said and done and they let us go i looked at my friend i'm like by the way was that your marijuana he goes yeah i'm like why didn't you just tell me he goes you know how scared i was <laughs> and that was the end of the night we went to 7-eleven we got like I got a naked juice I think and he got like an, a vitamin water and like some candy, and we sat on the car and we're like, "Yo, that was the closest call you could ever get in your life." <laughs> that is fucking crazy. And they only let us off because the messages and the work. Right, right. They, you would they, have been yeah, fucked. They really liked what we were doing. They actually loved the messages in my work, so they let us off. 
if not i would have been fucked wow wow so that's like my that was the first time i ever got stopped by the police that's fucking crazy and then every single time after that the one thing that saved me every single time was the message in the work Hmm. isn't that like that's the craziest thing to me like you're facing criminal charges criminal charges like this is the end like you might be in jail like they, there's serious jail time for street art and graffiti like it is not a joke people think like oh yeah you're just doing that like you can get up to seven years i think that's fucking crazy find two hundred fifty thousand dollars like this is not a joke like they don't mess around with this damn you guys got so fucking lucky we got, i got but i got lucky five more times five more times like later on like, well, as my have you gotten a fine for anything yet no i haven't you no, haven't no. got one fine no thank god knock on wood that's I, crazy I have had, like, potential fines, but I have never gotten, like... I've never had to pay the fine, I guess. Man, if those cops still have that early-ass work... Oh, that's crazy, too. That would be sick. That'd be crazy. You should look into it, dog. Like, you should really, like, go back... Because you know they probably read, wrote it down or something. Yeah. Or so, I, don't, I don't even want to... I don't want to, like, open, open up my it case. Up. <laughs> and, like, leave that closed. Like, shut that, like... Yeah. That's It's it's crazy, though, that, that the meaning of the work is what got me off. And, like, I think that's when I really told myself. I had told myself earlier when I started, like, the messages in the work are the most important part. Absolutely. But once I had situations like that, and once I had gotten, like, fan mail, like, you've helped me out through my day, or you you got me through, like, a rough week, I realized, like, the message is the most important part. The execution is 10%. Like, Mm -hmm. if... Who cares if it's painted perfectly? Who cares if a circle looks like a circle or right, right. a heart looks like a heart? If someone can understand it and decode it and the message is there and understood, that's, that's, that's 100%. Point. Yeah, That's the point. Fuck, that's sick. So, when I mean, when did you start this shit? So, I started when I was 14, 15. Yeah. Started, my first mural was in 2009. 2009. Yeah. So, my first big mural was in 2009. In L.A. In L.A., and then I did posters, mm. and posters are cool. Like, I think everyone in the beginning goes through like the same few steps. I think you, everyone starts like they want to paint a mural, and then they don't know how to paint a mural. Cause and they're like, "Damn, that's a lot of money." <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's a lot of work. That's. It's not like when you paint on a piece of paper or you draw on a piece of paper or a canvas. Everything is within like arm's reach. Mm. So you're drawing a circle. The circle is. Yeah. You, you can just, see the full circle. Right. You're drawing happy face you can see the full happy face when you're doing a mural you're so up close to it that you don't really see what you're doing like you see like true a little like little piece of what you're doing so when you sometimes stand back you're like oh that doesn't look right Mm -hmm. so that was the hardest thing for me to learn like when i after i did my first mural i thought it was perfect i'm like oh my god i'm standing up against this wall i'm like this is going to be perfect and I got off, and I, like, I was like, what? That looks nothing like I thought it was going to look. <laughs> I got to start with, so what do you do, start over? Or like, no, like, I, I like, I made tweet. notes on a piece of paper. I'm like, I kind of redrew what I had drawn, like, on the wall, and I made notes like, this needs to come out, this needs to come in, and oh, I go sure. back up, and I touched it up, and then came back, stood back, did it again, did it again, did it again. Damn. Until you get, like, you, until you get it down. Right. And then, so my, I did my first meal in 2009, then reading books and studying and realizing like the quickest way to get your message out there yeah was with posters and when you say posters are you talking about like where they do the paste shit on it and it yeah. becomes like part of the wood or whatever yeah. so we paste we we pasting posters but to wheat. me they're just wheat yeah, wheat paste okay, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing you eat wheat right. it's actually the glue was 
The original glue is made out of wheat. Mm. And it smells like shit. They don't make it like that anymore? A lot of artists don't know how to make it. Oh. So do you you hand make wheat glue? Yeah. You're okay. supposed to hand make wheat glue. But can be, I mean, you, you can you can go to Home Depot and buy it. Oh, pre-made. okay, word. I was gonna say there's come up, <laughs> someone's missing out. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll make gallons of that shit all no, night. There's like even a street artist that I saw when I first started used to get up, and now his whole business is called Earl's Wheat Paste Wheat Wheat Place. Damn. He makes his own glue for street artists, but I think that's kind of cheating. Right, because you're just like because you're not like you don't you're lazy about it. You're like you just make your own glue, bro. And buy a fucking right. pot and boil your water, boil your wheat, and like make it i'm not gonna give all the secrets away i was gonna say <laughs> how long does it take to make that shit it takes like 15 20 minutes to make like a gallon or something to make like a bucket 15 gallons like holy you, fuck you can make a lot real oh quick. damn that's it's just, dope it's just flour and water and some other stuff right. you can google it i'm sure so how did you you just said you're not gonna give up the secrets so how did you go how do you learn that shit like did you just try to bump into other artists or like is it in is it out there the secrets it, out there i think every secret's out there yeah you just have to really want it right and I think the difference between someone who goes and gets it and someone who just kind of waiting for it to stumble upon it is what differentiates like the ones that are going to last throughout time and the ones that are just going to like pop up and kind of die off. And you already just talked about like even doing murals, trial and error, trial and error. So it's like you have to have that one or, or the energy to To fail, 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 fail before something clicks, you know? I failed a lot. Like my first 200 posters were ripped off the walls. Like, I would spend, I handmade my, like, there's artists that, <coughs> that you know, that you might meet. They print them out of printers. Right. And they, I handmade my first posters. Damn. I have videos and footage and photos of me, like, sitting in a garage, handmaking every single poster and hand cutting out every single poster. And then going out in the street at night after I spent all day working on them, putting them up in the street and then going the next morning to take a photo and someone ripped it. Shit. And then it's like, damn, that's so much fucking so irritating. And then you put another one up right where they ripped it to find out they're going to rip it again. And you keep doing the same thing. And it's like a a vicious cycle until one of you give up. Either the artist is going to give up or the person ripping it is going to give up. That's super tight. And then the last one standing is the winner. And I don't ever give up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back. And I will. And there's even been murals and like people will paint over my mural. And I'm like, I don't worry. Like, I'll do it again. Right. And I'll do it again. And I'll do it again. Like, oh, I got to stay up an extra hour to beat you at it. I'll stay up an extra hour. Like, you ripped it at 12.02. By 1.02, it'll be done again. And you'll be pissed. But what's the point? Is the point you want, you just need it to be there because you know you need eyeballs on it? or No, the point is, I'm not going to let you stop my dream. Mm. Just because you don't like my dream, you're not going to stop me. You're just a hurdle for me to jump over. Yeah. That's and I'm, I'm going to get over this hurdle. Like, you're not big enough of a hurdle to stop me. Right. Even a wall is not going to stop me. I'm going to like bulldoze through the wall. I will find some way to get around this wall. Right. If it's through it, over it, around it, like I'm going to get through. And I think that's what's made me like stand out a bit. That's dope. That's so, super tight. So it's a little, it's like, it's kind of like this hunger, kind of like you, like you came out here to LA, right. didn't really know what you're doing. And you were just like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm mm-hmm. going to work until it happens. And I think that's what makes people like last through time. Like, yeah. How many people have you met since you've been out in LA? Like a lot. Like what do you mean? Like <laughs> how many have... people who who said like, "Oh, I'm going to do I'm going to be an actor, or I'm going to be a singer." Oh, right, right. A comedian. Oh, I'm going to do yeah. movies. Oh, I'm going to And how many of them do you still like see them following their dreams? Not for sure. It's 
crazy. You come through waves of like people. crazy amounts of waves, and then you start to see like, oh, that person's still around. Oh, he's still doing what he said he was doing, or mm-hmm. she's still doing what she said she was doing, and then little by little, like, oh, she said she was gonna do it, and she's still doing it, but now she's kind of popping. <coughs> oh wow, she said she was doing what she said. She's doing what she said she was doing. She's kind of popping, but now like, she really the, the, yeah, the the executive at ABC is noticing her, and like. Oh, and then, oh, she has her own show. Or, oh, she has five million followers and people really understand what she's about. I feel like that's the benefit of um, if you grow up athletic at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I, which is funny because I feel like for the arts, it, most of it's just a bunch of nerds that grew up nerds. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's, like, something added, the value is added, and I don't think I ever saw this until right now. But, like, playing sports you're competitive and you that's what you're talking about in this shit. It's like, I compete with my brain. I compete with my failures. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to make sure I go 100% at whatever it is and not give up. Oh fuck this. I just challenged myself to a 10 year, a 10 year challenge. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, why did I do that? You know what I mean? Like I have to do this yeah. for 10 years because I just told so myself I, just, I cannot. Yeah. Or you like, you tell yourself like, Oh, like I told myself, Oh, I'll never make a, a 360 sculpture. What? What did I just say to myself? We're making the 360 sculpture tomorrow. Like really? That's where we're starting on. Tomorrow. Like You know what I mean? That's tight. That's how it's been. To me, it's been like, or we'll bump into someone like, oh, you'll never make money with art. You'll never make it. What do you mean I'll never make it? It's got a rolly, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the rolly and it's so in that's the car, how, bitch. Yeah, like, that's, that's how it is. Like People saying like, like, even my father, who like loves me dearly and cares about me, at times I said, what, you, what you're making right now, it's never going to get you to where you need to be. My dad has looked at some of my art and said, this is trash. Damn. My own father. like. Is your father an artist? My father does work in the art. He was a designer, a clothing designer, and then he kind of, he has a very good eye. Mm. Like people like call him the eye. Or right. Marco's eye. So he, when he sees something, he knows it's going to work or not. But I'm, I've been trying to prove him wrong. Like, you didn't think that this was going to work? Don't worry. I'm going to make it work. Yeah, exactly. Like, those are the people you need. Though. Yeah, you need that. <coughs> but at the same time, I think those are the people you look to get validation from the most. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when your coach tells you, like, you're not the game winner. You're not the game win shooter. Like, you're not going to shoot the game winning shot. Yeah, you're not a starter. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? <coughs> like, I'm going to practice these free throws until you let me shoot mm-hmm. that game winning shot. I'm going to practice that three pointer until you let me shoot that game winning shot. Yeah. Super true. I'm so, si- I'm sidebarring real quick just because in mm-hmm. case in the audio or in this vi- in the video, just so you know where we're at. Because I don't think I said it in the beginning. No. We're in Kai's studio. Uh, like I said, undisclosed. <laughs> um, but there's people working. You have like a shop, and there's some yeah. people doing some shit on the other side. So yeah, we have a shop. We have KDNA who's in here editing. Mm-hmm. We have Matthew who's like just holding it down for me because he holds it down. Right. Then you have David, and you have a couple other people working in the in the shop. So it's a little loud, but. Which is dope that you got a whole squad because I don't think a lot of people would ever n- know. I don't know if I knew that you had a squad until we shot something in your studio, Snipes commercial. Mm-hmm. We did that Snipes commercial yeah. in your old studio. Yeah. And there was like three people in there. I was like, wait, who the fuck are they? I <laughs> yeah. thought you were, did all this shit. <laughs> so I, do, I did do all this shit. No, so, I believe that. So when I first started, there was nobody. It was literally me and like a dream. and Yeah. I got my first paycheck. So like the the whole story starts off with my dad, which is okay. kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. My dad was smoking cigarettes. And I don't know if anyone has had D.A.R.E. come to their school. I think everyone has. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Isn't D.A.R.E. come to every school? I don't know. My I, dad used to be a D.A.R.E. teacher, bro. No way. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. Well, D.A.R.E. came to my school. And they they kind of told us, like, the, 
things about smoking, like smoking mm. kills, like people shortens their lifespan, blah, blah, blah. And knowing that my dad was like a heavy duty cigarette smoker and hearing what they were saying kind of affected me. It's like the first time it clicks. It clicked like, oh, my dad, my dad's hurting himself. But it, it hit me even closer to home because I never met my dad's father or mother. And I never met my mom's father. Mm-hmm. They all passed away. Mm-hmm. And when you're in like school, when you're like seven, eight, nine, like everyone's like, "Oh my god, my grandma gave me this," or "Oh, I spent the weekend at my grandpa's," or "I right. went fishing with my grandpa," or like, there's all these stories that come and like all these memories that are associated with like your grandparents that I don't have because mm-hmm. they were never around. My grandmother died of an illness when she was really young. My dad was thirteen, twelve, thirteen, mm-hmm. so like really never had her around. My grandfather died of cancer. Yep. Um, my dad's mother, I don't really know the story. Like, we just don't talk about them. Like, that's like, we don't open up those wounds. Right. And, like, me and my siblings, we, like, we let my parents have that. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't want that to be the case with my kids. Right. I really didn't want that to be the case with my kids. So, I used to, like, do, like, the most childish things to my dad's cigarettes. Like, I would hide them. Like, just hide them in the house. Like... I know where he kept them, and I would grab them and hide them. And after eating dinner, he'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna go smoke a, a stoke or a cigarette." And he goes like, "Where are my cigarettes?" And I gets pissed. Gets pissed, looks all around the house, mm-hmm. can't find them. And then I was like, "Yo, this just gets him angry. Like, what am I doing, making him angry? Yeah, it's not helping. He smokes two cigarettes now instead of one." Mm. So then I like thought of like a little trick, like if you wet them, they can't light. Oh God! So I used to take them and dip all the tips of the cigarettes in water, and they would dry. But now they don't light right. the same. So he would take one out and it doesn't light. He just struggling. And I thought I was doing th- something. Like I thought I was like, oh my God, this is helping my dad. This is helping my dad. This is helping my dad. But no, he just buy another pack. And now he's just wasting money. Right. And I was very conscious of all these things growing up. Like a pack of cigarettes is $7. Yeah, like, that's damn, really that's a lot of money. Like he's smoking. He's dying. Like I'm catching the smoke now. Like Right. So I made morons for my dad. My dad being an art head and a designer, really, and English being his second language. Like, you can tell my dad, and my dad being the most stubborn person on earth, you can tell my dad a million things at a time. You can tell him the same thing a million times or a million things at a time. Like, nothing gets through to him. Like, he doesn't care. He is going to do whatever he feels like he needs to do. Mm-hmm. So... Him, me knowing that he likes art and design, I made him morons. I mean, this is like the first thing, first thing ever. And you weren't like casually drawing, or were you artistic in I, that I, sense? I I always hung out with like the girls at school. I was always like the artist, like oh my god, like you, oh like you drew that, like oh, that's really cool. Or, right, right. Like I always like so had, you had like, something there. I just like liked it. My dad was like like in the arts. Like we grew up no TV, no right. cable, no internet. Like a lot of books. Like we had art books everywhere. Like, we don't have pictures in our house. We have, like, paintings in the mm. house. Like, art was always, like, a big factor. But, like, not, in, like, you didn't realize it was a big factor. You're just like, oh, that's, you don't have a yeah, painting in your right. house. Like, why don't you have a painting in your house? Yeah, yeah. Like, you have pictures of, why do you guys have so many pictures of you and your siblings and your parents? Like, that's yeah. kind of creepy. <laughs> we have, like, a big painting in the living room. Um, that's tight. So, like, art was always, like, around and I was submersed in it. But I just didn't know what the purpose of it was. Mm. I was just like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is life. Like, life has art. And good music, and the internet is like a distraction, and cable doesn't exist. And you go to school, you get good grades, you play sports. That's it. That's it. And like we had art class, and you have fun in art class, and whatever. So then, what was the morons piece? Like describe so, that. So there's one up behind you. 
It's a cigarette pack. It I don't says know if you can see that in the video if you're watching this on uh, YouTube. I don't know. Maybe that one. Okay, you can see it. It's a cigarette pack. It's a cigarette pack. It's a Marlboro Red cigarette pack, which is like the most classic, iconic cigarette pack, mm -hmm. I think, to date. And instead of reading filtered, filtered cigarettes, it says Foolish Choice. Instead of reading Marlboro, it reads Morons. And instead of reading 20 cigarettes, it reads Committing Suicide. So sick. That shit's crazy. So I made him that painting. I made my dad a small little painting. And I just left it in his bedroom. Because he came, he came home late. He, he comes home late. He works hard. Right. And he woke me up and he was like, thank you. He woke me up like in the middle of the night. Like, are you awake? Like, thank you. Like, thank you. I'm like, what are you, what's happening? He's like, I got your painting and I, I get it. I understand. Like, I'm an idiot for smoking. Thank you. He goes, and he like went in his pocket, grabbed a couple hundred dollars. He said, I'm going to support you. I believe in what you just did. Here's some money. How old are you? I'm like, 2009, that's 10 years. I'm like 15. Damn. 14. He's like, I believe in what you just did. Here's some money. Do me a favor, though. Don't go buy Jordans. Don't go buy a belt. Don't go buy a skateboard. Don't go buy cleats. I was a big soccer guy and a big, big uh, skater. Like, right, right. Don't go waste your money on those things. Try and help other people the way you help me. Hmm. So then I did a, I did a mural with that money, and then I like made posters with that money, and then I started getting up in the streets. Damn. Because I thought, how else do you help people? The only way to help people is to get this image in their face. And I, I'm not good with the computer. I'm not, I don't know how to send an email blast. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a kid. I like street art. I see it. Like I'm gonna do the same thing. Right. But with a message. So you were doing the same the morons poster over and over, or uh, just a morons poster everywhere over like the same red cigarette pack everywhere like all of L.A. That's interesting that you. That's such a good move that I'm surprised that it wasn't right away. Like I'm just gonna make a bunch of random shit. No, I just knew that I didn't like smoking, and I wanted to combat smoking. Like That was, like, your battle. That was my battle. Like, Interesting. That's I hate tight. Philip Morris. I hate what they're doing to people. Like, there is no there's no benefit to smoking. Like, there is no benefit to smoking. No. People say, like, stress reliever. Like, there's a million other stress relievers. Like, mm. it's just an addiction that you get caught on to, and, like, you get kind of stuck in it. And, like, we can fight this. Right. And but it's a way for people, they think they're, like, passing time and shit, and all of a sudden it becomes, like, you're allotted that time at a job to, like, yeah. go outside and smoke. It's like, what? You're, yeah, like, you're imprisoned to that cigarette mm. break. Like, you, I, I need that cigarette break. Yeah. I need to go, like, I, I got to go wash my hands. I got to go wash my face. I got to, like, you just become a slave to it. So Damn. that was my battle. And then once I realized that that was working, I realized it was working for two reasons. I realized, one, I got some fan mail and hate mail. This is or this is when you like first started. How the fuck were you? That's my question: is how do people find out who you are? So at, on the poster it said Kai on the bottom. Oh, you were just signing it. Yeah, and then I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew that if you liked it <laughs> and if you didn't like it, you would want to reach out to me. I thought it was gonna be like Kai and then PO box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just put Kai and I put my email address. Oh, okay, cool. That makes I, sense. I don't even know why I did that. Like, I was like, yeah, I don't know what the thought process was. It was just like. If they, you're gonna want to reach out, so yeah. reach out, like kind of thing. Like right. I'm putting up these posters. If you and it was tiny, and my email address was super small on it, and the guy was super small on it. It was just my way of laying, like I left this mark. I don't want anyone else taking credit for what mm -hmm. I did, kind of thing. Which is kind of like egotistical, I guess. Or, but you know. no, I mean that's protector shit. Yeah, I guess I I don't know I don't know like I'm a kid too like I'm 15 like I don't know what I'm doing I'm right. just I'm just trying to do what I've seen other people do as well as them. Right, right, right. I'm looking up to like other people. And I'm saying they did it this well. I should do it just as 
just as well and yeah if not better so i put my email address and my signature on so it. you get some fan mail i right get some fan, i get my first email ever ever in my ever you ever received it? yeah it's like this lady she's like i'm driving down fairfax and los Angeles, and i saw your poster i'm driving down fairfax and beverly and i saw your poster i've been trying to quit smoking for five years i pulled over took a picture of the poster it's now the screensaver of my phone and i'm going to quit today whoa and that's my first email ever and i'm sitting in class and on my little blackberry and i read this i'm like oh, i like have like a little party in yeah i like what like this is crazy i'm gonna get in trouble for having my phone out i'm gonna right. get in trouble like i like and no one around you no one around me knows what's happening like wow what a victory dude and um then a few days like there's people are ripping down my posters like i'm still going out every night and doing my thing and then i start getting hate mail like how the fuck can you tell me how to spend my free time or how the fuck can you tell me that smoking is horrible like this is my only escape from life and like i'm getting like super love mail and super hate mail like i'm gonna kill you when i finally meet you let me be free like and no one knows that this is coming from a 15 or year old kid like this is a kid like people think i'm like some older guy and i'm like a little kid putting up (laughs) posters and people i'm getting like the most outlandish reactions on both sides of the pool like and i'm like oh this is really working like this is crazy this is actually working let me make some other stuff so i made bankruptcy express right after i think you got a print yeah what's the what's the what made you do that um that was there was a financial crash in 2009 yeah 2009 and being in school and like they kind of like you see it happen like to everyone around you like kids teachers like every mm. you can see like everyone's reacting to it and reacting and you're like not really under like i didn't really understand what was happening i'm 15 years old i think i know everything i th- like i've always thought i knew everything mm. i thought i understood everything and i started asking around like what well, what is this crash about oh the stock market crashed oh the the bubble pop people are like, telling me like these terms i'm like i don't know what this means so I finally asked one, like, yeah, the bank lo- loaned money to people that couldn't afford to pay it back. Too many th- people have filed for bankruptcy. And now, like, there's no money to fill in those gaps, like, those loans that were given out and the market's crashing because of it. And later, do you learn, like, there's a AAA loan and a B mm-hmm. loan and, like, and what was happening where banks were giving people higher ratings than they really needed to, like, than they deserved to have. And they were giving them more money than they should. And those people couldn't pay back. And then the bank had no money to to fulfill those loans and damn um and you kind of start to like understand what's happening and i realized the reason that the economy crashed i'm like 15 and i'm like thinking to myself the reason the the economy crashed was because people were using credit cards and this fake money this concept of credit as real money and they were spending too much money that they didn't have and the bank didn't care because in the bank's mind they're like Oh, they spent $20,000 and we're charging 5% interest. So that's going to be a lot more money. We'll keep giving them money because mm-hmm. they're going to keep paying us back. But what the bank wasn't noticing is that they're just paying like the minimum payment. Like, yeah, you owe $20,000. Yeah, $35. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll give you another ten grand, And now you owe $80,000 in like a year. And like, how am I going to pay back $80,000? Like, I don't care. I'll just keep using yeah. credit cards and I'll keep. And I realized the credit style, the reason of credit was you become stuck to it forever like if you read the the whole thing it's like you put in your name victim's name and like is a member since like the year you joined mm-hmm. and like you, you you're a victim to this fake money that you now owe everyone money 
and you're making everyone bankrupt and you're bankrupting yourself like you're bankrupting yourself like you have no value because you've taken out all this money but you think you have a value because you yeah. have this credit line but there's no value and you're just bankrupting yourself and you're bankrupting the bank which is fucking up everyone else in the mm-hmm. in the world so that was my second piece how the fuck do you come up with that shit when you're fucking 15 <laughs> dog that's crazy so that was like my second piece and i think i can speak about it and explain it a little bit better now because yeah. I'm a little older but at the time it was just like credit cards are fucking up the economy we gotta stop credit cards <laughs> <laughs> it was like I'm gonna get them I'm gonna get them they're like what do you know about credit, credit cards card, yeah. like, oh no but I'm just like gonna- I just knew like you're using money that doesn't exist and they're charging you more money for the money you're using like yeah. what kind of idiot are you right like wow so that was my second piece and that just starts kind of picking up and then that, it's a little bit like people yeah. it was a little too deep for people mm-hmm. I think and it was a little too bizarre i think it was like a cre- it was like an actual it's an actual credit card and like the guy the american express logo is like frowning and crying because yeah. he's bankrupt and and it's like you're a victim you put your number your name right it's kind of like it's a little deep yeah um and then my third piece which like really blew me up was lost values what do you mean by it? like boomed you up like your people are now starting to find your name people like rec- already with morons and all these others like bankruptcy especially people are like oh my god there's a guy named kai he's in the streets like you get i'm doing interviews on the emails and galleries are contacting me oh shit are, i'm like 15 16 like well like this could be a career choice like i'm still in high school i'm thinking i'm gonna play soccer like i don't care about art art it's just fun and yeah and like but it's kind of picking up and be like oh damn like but no one knows it's me like it's just like this persona on the internet but are I, people is it is it more for more so an online thing or is it are people in your school like talking about people this. in my school are talking about this people like online are talking about this people like on the streets are talking about this that's like, sick you go to like art shows like oh but why isn't kai's art here or, like mm. people are like i'm like oh and then, like and i'm like f- 16 15, yeah 16. Kid. i'm a little older and like damn like i'm so cool like no one knows it's me like that's dope that's hard to do too i that's gotta be a challenge not to tell people i just told people i worked for kai like when people ask me like oh why do you have the newest kai sticker i'm like oh i'm his assistant i work for him and interesting i'm like i'm his intern and it was just like I didn't want people to blow me up about it and right. ask me too many questions. Yeah. And I I didn't have money to give stuff away for free. Uh. So I didn't want people like, hey, can I get like a free right, sticker right. pack? Oh, hey, can I get? Or like ratting you out or something. Yeah. Like, and I wasn't. I was so young. I didn't. Yeah, really, I didn't know that. I didn't really care. Right. Even if I did, I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn. So then it all starts picking up pace. But I guess when did you? You said like galleries started hitting you up. Yeah, so a couple so, of galleries started hitting me up. What's the way? Okay, wait. First, t- if you looked at it like, damn, I didn't think this this could potentially become a career. Yeah. How did you figure that out? Because to me, it's like obviously you have to make money to mm-hmm. have a job. But when did you see? Was it someone wanted to buy a piece from you, or was it like the gallery wanted to buy in bulk, or I don't know how how does that work? Where you finally you're like, oh shit, that's a good chunk of change. I'm gonna like. If I do that 50 times, that's a salary. So to me, it wasn't even that. Like, I was slinging stickers in school. Yeah. Like, I would make a bunch of stickers. Say I was working for Kai. I was his assistant. And then I would take the stickers to school. And I'd be like, yo, I got the latest Kai stuff. Oh, no way. Let me see what you got. And Like, I'll give you a dollar for the moron yeah, sticker. Right. And I'll give you two bucks for the bankruptcy Damn. experience. And I was just slinging. I was just trying to, like, pay back what I was spending. Like, right, right, right. Like, oh, I spent 500 bucks on stickers. Let's get the $500 back. Yeah, yeah. And I was always like that. Like, I'm still like that to this day. Same. Like, I'm always trying to get my money back. Mm. I'm never trying to be in the hole. Just because if I'm in the hole and I'm doing something wrong, that means people right, right. don't like what I'm doing. That means I'm I, I'm missing what I'm supposed to hit. Like, my target is I'm off target. Right, right, right. So, 
I'm selling these stickers. I'm trying to do my thing. And I'm like, the next big thing for me is a poster. Like, everyone's going to buy a poster. Like, everyone's going to buy it. If I put a poster on a website, people are going to buy a poster. If I put it on eBay, they're going to buy a poster. Like, everyone around me is talking about Kai. Like, galleries have emailed me and contacted me. Like, we want to work with Kai. Like, so I'm like, a poster is the next big thing. Yeah. So I make a poster. It's It's like, it's not the replica of morons that I'm putting in the street. It's the Marlboro price sign at at gas stations mm. so when you go to a gas station there's like the marlboro triangle and it says price and it says 4.95 plus tail stacks and then there's like a disclaimer like this surgeon warning blah, blah 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 so i take that and i twist it and i make it the red thing foolish choice morons and then price your life like you are dot life lfe yeah. and then a disclaimer like like you know this is stupid. You know that you're dumb. Why do you still do it? You're hurting the people around you, not even yourself. Like, I yeah. don't know the exact words. Right, right, something along that. Something along those lines. And I print them by hand, and I buy super expensive paper. And like, oh, I'm like, this is going to make me money. Like, we're going to go to the next level. Like, I don't need a gallery yet. I don't need any. I can do this by myself. Right. Spent, like, a lot of money on these posters. A lot. How much does it cost to make posters like that, you think? Like, like five thousand? grand. Oh, shit. Fuck. That's a step up from stickers. Yeah, like... I think it cost me less at the time because I was, like, really, like, nickeling and diming. Right. And, like, really trying to cut... Co- I cut corners. Like, I did it. I still want to put out a good product, but... Right, right. But still. But still, whatever. It cost me a bunch of money, and now these posters are done. And I put them on eBay, and I kind of, like... Whatever people hit me up in emails, I literally, like, write each an individual person an email. Like, I'm now selling posters. Please support what I'm doing. And Before fucking MailChimp <laughs> was a thing. I, don't, I still don't even know how to use MailChimp to this date. Oh, but like. Shit. Um, so I'm emailing everyone individually and trying to sell these posters right. and, um, and they don't move. Nothing right. sells, nothing, 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 nothing sells. And I'm like, fuck. And then I look at the poster closer and there's typos all in no. the little tiny disclaimer. There are typos everywhere and I'm dyslexic. So <laughs> I, I didn't, I'm not even the one who caught them. My brother's looking at them. He's like, Oh, this poster is so nice. Like. I don't get why it's not selling. It's like, oh my God, there's a typo here. There's a typo here. Typo here. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to fix this? So at the time, street art is so cool. The style of street art is so cool. People love splattered paint. So I just, I'm an idiot too. I take a plastic piece of paper, like a transparent piece of paper. I put it over the print and I splat on the transparent piece of paper just to cover those errors and then i cut those out i make like a stencil of that and then i spray paint every single poster with the exact same splatter marks so that every single one is identical so it's an actual poster like right so that there's no like oh mine splattered with blue like every single poster was identical with these splatter marks and they still don't sell oh no like fuck what am i doing like did i fuck up like this is horrible and then I keep getting these galleries. I like we still want to sell your work. Like don't like. Are the galleries local? They're in there's LA? some local or some like. There's all over the U.S. Like, well, I, had, did you were you familiar with them? Was it like cool? Like, oh shit, this is dope. This one's like a, this is a good gallery. I you didn't know really know much. I was young. Yeah. And I just knew like, from reading books and understanding the, like art, the art culture. Like you need to be in a gallery to sell a painting. Like, mm. This is the way you need to be represented. Like. Right. So like the posters aren't selling. I'm like, if I don't make money. How am I going to pay back this print? How am keep I going to keep working? And keep going. Like, yeah. I'm broke. The bank account's empty. Like, what are we doing? 
So I answered one of the galleries, and the gallery was like, this is going to be the largest street art gallery in the world. You need to be, like, that's their email. Like, we're about to open, grand opening, the biggest street art gallery in the world. Kai, we need you in this gallery. How bad? I was like, okay. (laughs) And now, I'm a kid, and I don't want to take the meeting to meet with the owner. Why? Because in my head, being a kid, I'm going to be taken advantage of. Okay, genius. You're smart as fuck for being a kid. Um, I'm like seven, sixteen. And I'm like I'm not gonna be taken advantage of in this meeting. Fuck this. I knew that it was gonna be an issue, off bat. Right. So I call my dad and my mom, and I'm like, "You guys are gonna go in there as Kai's manager." I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have this meeting with this gallery. I'm really scared. I don't want to be taken advantage of. You go in there. You get the contract and you negotiate for me. And my dad and my mom are like, uh, okay, like, sure. Like, I call, I, like, email the guy back. Oh, I'll be sending my management. Like, the guy doesn't know what I look like because it's an email. Right. I'll be sending my management. Like, be ready. We'll be there at 3.30. Like, what's the address? Blah, 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 blah. I call my parents. Like, you guys need to be there at this time. Your guys' managers. These are your names. I gave them fake names. Like. Wow. Um, this is sick. I'm, like, a weird, like, I'm a, I'm also, like, a little paranoid. So, like, this is why this all comes out. And my parents go to the meeting. And I get a call. I'm in school. My dad on the phone. He's like, we have the contract. Like, should we sign it? Like, it looks good. I'm like, don't sign anything. Bring me the contract. Tell him, like, you can't sign for me. Like, you, I never gave you that right. Like, okay, like, sure. <laughs> and they bring me back the contract, and I'm reading it. And there's, like, an exclusivity clause in it. Like, you will be exclusive to Lab Art. It's, the gallery was called Lab Art. Okay. Um, and it says, you'll be exclusive to Lab Art, the largest street art gallery in the world, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not signing this paper. There is no way in hell I'm going to be exclusive to anyone. No one. Beyond that show. Beyond anything. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm just saying like they were locking you in for like. For ever. a year. Oh, for a year. Fuck. I'm not signing this. I'm never going to be exclusive to anyone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone deserves to own me because I signed a piece of paper. Right, right. So I tell my dad, he's like, no, you're so dumb. The only way you're ever going to make money with art is with a gallery. This is the way galleries work. You need to sign this paper. No, I'm not. I get in a fight with my dad. I email the gallery. Thank you so much for the, for the consideration. I will be passing due to the exclusivity clause. Thank you so much. Stay up, Kai. I get an email response back. You don't need to sign the contract. Send me X amount of paintings on co- on consignment, and we'll have an email trail, making sure that everything that if there's ever any issues, the emails will be our legal our yeah. legal standing. I'm a kid now. I'm like, does this actually work? I don't know. Does email actually mean <laughs> yeah. anything? I don't know, but I don't care because I'm not exclusive. Right. I'm not tied in. Yeah. So uh, I, t- I emailed the guy back. Okay, we'll have 13 pieces ready for you at the end of the week. 13 pieces. Like, that's a lot. I didn't know that was a lot at the time. Well, that's a lot of work. How big? Like, like full like size? Like, full size. Like, 48 Fuck. by 60. Like, big ass pieces. You couldn't use anything you had? Oh, you I, had, I, had I had a couple things. That's <laughs> why I, I offered so much. But at the same time, I didn't think any of them would. In my head, nothing was going to sell. So I get everything ready. And we go to deliver it. And we get there. And I'm looking around in the gallery. I'm like, yo, my shit's way better than most of this. Oh, for real? Not trying to be cocky or anything, but I I know my value. I'm like, yo, my shit's framed. My shit is done with oil paint. My shit. Top of the line. Top of the line. I I really studied art. My dad made sure I knew what I was doing. Like Mm -hmm. My parents... My parents never let me half-ass anything, if that's sports or right. school or anything. Like, I wanted to be a pitcher at one point. 
like my mom got me a piece of wood taped a square on the wood we went to the 99 cent store she gave me 20 bucks i bought 20 baseballs and Hit she that motherfucker <laughs> over yeah, yeah like yeah. that's how my parents raised me right like, you're gonna give everything a thousand percent or don't put your name on it because then you're embarrassing us mm. so we get in there like all my pieces are framed all my pieces are done with oil all my pieces are done like top of the line that the guy looks at everything he goes this is the car delivery i'm like yeah i'm his assistant he told me to drop it off he's like wow this is really nice like i'm like yeah he goes i'm gonna give kai his own room in the whole in the gallery oh shit and he gives kai his own room but wait hold on before this when you talk about um like there's a contract for this shit and whatnot are they paying you to be there and then you make more money when you sell shit or is it just like off the hope of like if uh, someone comes through and buys just off shit? the hope of okay so. so then what 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 exclusivity do they need they just want to make sure they have kai locked in for a year they in make sure yeah, and that if kai blows up that they're they, the they're ones representing there. kind of mm. like, i can't go and like shop around and try and okay, get a word, representation word. okay got it so so i drop everything off i go out of pocket on everything again like now i'm really deep in the hole like and we they gave me my own room and we put everything up in the own room the show opens and everyone's going crazy over my stuff but now because my stuff was a little bit better quality and a little bit nicer and has frames and done to a different level it's also on a different price point level who's are you putting the price point so my dad my manager right and the gallery owner like talked about it and they put prices on everything and you walk around everything in the gallery is like 500 bucks 700 bucks 800 bucks 900 bucks my minimum starting price three thousand dollars hell yeah get (laughs) get that chicken (laughs) i was like what do you and in my head i'm like i'm so embarrassed by it like like what the fuck why is it three thousand dollars it should be 300 bucks like I should be like everyone else. Like, I'm really embarrassed. I'm to this day. I'm embarrassed by the way things get priced. Like, I mean, it's they, weird. They, it's yeah, such it's a weird. weird thing. It's weird thing for like as yeah. an artist. Like, oh, they need to put numbers on things. Like, but what? it's like really expensive to me. When we when we would play shows, like back in the day, I used to play music, mm-hmm. right? And we would book shows and like try to get our friends to come, and then the tickets would be like fifteen bucks. And to me, it was like or twenty dollars, whatever it was. I'm like. Yo, I just come through. I got you. Like, I'll, yeah. it's, I'll cover this. Or buy my shirt. And they'll be like, yeah, I want to buy your shirt. And I'll be like, I just, I, I just going to give it to you. Like, I just lost four bucks. It is what yeah, it is. It like, is what it is. I like, feel weird, like, taking money, money. from people. Exactly. You know what I mean? and, you, and, I f- and I felt even more weird being the youngest person in this world charging more money than people that have been in this world for, right. for five, six years. And they gave me my own room. The show opening night, like, the largest street art gallery in the world opens. And everyone sells a piece every artist there's like 30 artists every artist sells something fuck and i don't what i don't sell anything oh shit i thought this was gonna be some crazy like <laughs> like bing, bing, bing. yeah and Damn. i don't sell anything and i get an email from the owner like it's been opening night sorry kai you didn't sell anything fuck i'm like okay he goes but i have a couple good leads I'm, i'll let you i'll keep you posted a week later sorry kai still haven't sold anything two weeks in Kai, it's been two weeks. I really do think your pieces are overpriced a bit. If nothing sells with it by the end of the month, I'll have to take you off the roster because the wall space is valuable and that's what makes me my money. Right. And now I'm like, fuck, I fucked up my first chance ever of being an artist. Like, I'll never be an artist now. I never sold the piece. It's over. Oh, my God. I'm, like, so upset. And the weekend kicks in. Like, he emails me that on a Friday. Weekend kicks in. I'm Jewish, so I turn off my phone, my computer, everything. Like, there's no way of reaching me. And 
Saturday night, Shabbat ends. Sabbath um, ends. I turn on my computer, check my email. Congratulations, Kai. We sold two pieces. And now, and he emails me like, congratulations, we sold two pieces. You are officially the leading sales artist of the roster. Mind you, some artists might have sold 10 pieces, but my pieces are so expensive. It puts me on on top of the board. And I go, which pieces did we sell? He goes, the first piece you sold was a Lost Values, Mm. which is a Louis Vuitton monogram, Mm -hmm. brown and gold, with the word, instead of Louis Vuitton, it says Lost Values. Right. And the other one was a, a skull I had made out of cigarette packs on a black oil painting background with a big ornate frame on it, totaling to like $10,000. The two pieces? So combined, yeah. Right. But how much did it cost to make them, you think? I don't know. I, I just was doing it out of love. Oh, no, not 10. They equaled like $7,000. Two. two the, those yeah, two pieces right, right. were like $7,000. Fuck. And I don't know how much they cost to make. I just yeah. know, like, I loved what I was doing, and I didn't care how much money I was spending. And I didn't really know what bottom line was. I was still a kid. Like, I just knew, like... But are I, you still cutting corners to, like, make these, or were you buying, like, nicer paints? I was buying nicer. nicer every, like, I was trying, yeah, to, trying to invest. I was trying to, like, show off, like, I'm good at what I do, even though I'm young. Right, even right. Even though right. no one really knows how old I am. Yeah. I still have that chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the youngest. Like, I got to put out the best quality work I have to be. And we, sp- I spent, like, good money on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, right for risk yeah like, that's a huge risk huge risk and and i know that one cost me a lot less to make than the other but i didn't know how much money realistically i wasn't like sitting there with right, like right. A, an excel sheet this like, one was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i just like did my thing they were priced by my dad and by the gallery and they sold and i got i got a check Fine. i'm like i look at this check now and and it's like wow this is the most money i've ever seen in my life I'm gonna buy a Rolex. <laughs> I'm 16 years old. I'm like, damn, this is the most money I've ever seen in my life. I get a call a week later. You sold another one. Oh shit! Oh my god, this is even more money than I ever. Like now, my, I finally have a bank account. Yeah. Like, like a legitimate. 16, 17 years old with a legit bank account. Like, yo, you're making money. Like, and then, I'm like, I sold a couple other ones. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy myself a watch. I buy myself a watch. And now in my head, I'm thinking, paintings sell themselves. Like, if I keep making them. I'll keep making money. Mm-hmm. So I get in this obsessive thing of like, I don't need to be in the street anymore. I'm making money in the gallery. Let's just make gallery art. Like we're going to kill it in the gallery. I'm also graduating high school at the same time. Right. So I'm graduating high school. I'm doing all like, I'm doing all these um, college apps. Like I'm going to go to college. I'm still going to play in my head. I'm still going to play soccer. I'm just making some side money. Like if I keep making paintings, I'll keep making money. If I finish these apps, I'll become a professional soccer player and I'll be good for life that's my mentality like straight up like here lay up dude easy journey (laughs) literally like this is over like and i'm playing soccer and i tear my acl meniscus on the field motherfucker and like i was decent like 2.3 goal average a game like i'm scoring way more than anyone scoring i'm bigger than everyone i'm faster than everyone in my league like i'm really killing it and i tear my acl and my meniscus and i go into surgery and now I'm on bed rest for three months. Mm-hmm. Like, usually they're on bed rest for three weeks. They had to take leave me on in the bed for a month, for everything to like sweat, like the swelling to go down, so they could actually operate. Jesus Christ! So like, I'm really on bed rest. And while I'm on bed rest, my dad's like, "You've been applying to all these soccer schools. Why don't you apply to a couple art schools?" I was like, "No, I'm going to play soccer. This is just a, a road bump. I'm going to play soccer. I'm going to play soccer. I'm going to play soccer." And I'm on so many pain medications and so much stuff like. And my dad keeps, like, coming in every day, like, you should apply to art school. And at one point, he's like, you're doing nothing in bed. 
You're doing absolutely nothing in this bed. Do something productive. Apply to other schools. Just as a backup. And my mom comes in. And I don't respect anyone more on this planet than my mom. And my mom says, your father's right. Have a backup plan. God damn it. <laughs> I'm like kind right. of upset. And my mom, I'm like, all right, mom, I'm going to apply to these schools. And I apply to 10 art schools. Some of them, like, aren't necessarily art schools, but they're, like, they have a good art program, like NYU sure. and, like, all these other schools. All right. And I apply and I send in my portfolio. And some of the things in my portfolio are things I've sold. And, some of, and I write, like, my little thesis, my artist statement, they call it. I send all these things and I don't really care. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to art school. I'm going to I'm going to play soccer. I'm going to go play soccer. I'm going to go play soccer. And then my knee's not healing. Like it's just, be after surgery, all this after, shit. I'm yeah. done with surgery. I'm still in, I'm still in, on bed rest. I'm like, how am I still on bed rest? Like, it's not healing. The season's ending. The high school soccer season's ending. It's a winter sport. Winter's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. We're now like towards February, April. Like, February, yeah, February, April. Nah. February, March, April, like, we're in that, we're in that, like... Soccer's a winter sport out here? Yeah. We always played, like, spring. No, it's a winter sport. That's weird. Girls play spring out here. They play, well, I mean, it's actually it's winter it. in Iowa, so, like, oh. we had, like, four yeah, feet of snow. Can, yeah, play. you can play. So, we play in the rain or whatever. That's tight. So, I've now applied to these schools, and I'm not healing, and my dad's like, you see, art's a viable option. I'm like, so, I'm like, no, I'm going to play soccer. Like, don't worry, I'm going to play soccer. That's my life. And I'm obs- you have to understand I was obsessed. Obsessed. Like, sleeping with my soccer ball, like, huh. um, <laughs> like obsessed. Like I had like my cleats. Like I used to like clean my cleats with a toothbrush after every game. God I had damn. my shin guards. I had like my own routine on how to put on my shin guards. Right. Like, that like people have like the shin guards that you put in your sock. And, like I'm like no, I had like special little like clip-ons that I had made with my mom damn, like, to clip that's on my crazy. shin guards. Like because I played a very specific position i played like an all-around striker and like the shin guards always got in my way so mm. i one day took a pair of shin guards i was like obsessed right like obsessed like my, stripped of that motherfucker. stripped and my biggest asset on the field was i could shoot the ball once i passed half court that was a viable option like shoot the ball like you're gonna make the shot my coach would be like shoot 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 like there's a chance that's gonna go in right like that's how big and beefy yeah, yeah, my yeah. right leg was right. my right leg i could literally hit the ball and it would drop into the goal and now i don't have that Mm. like i'm still healing and when i'm done healing i don't have the same right leg anymore i can't shoot from half court i can't even shoot a penalty kick my leg hurts me so much i can't shoot it like there is no more strength in my right leg and i'm trying with my left leg and i can't even put the weight on my right leg to take the shot with my left damn and i'm like oh it's okay mom i'm gonna get better and the doctor says, go run on the beach. Like, And my mom would drive me to the beach and I would run on the beach. Like, running on the beach will make you strong. Or crawling and like all these other things. Like, Make sure you stretch every night. And make sure you swim in the swimming pool. And I'm trying everything every to get day. back on the field. <clears throat> and I start getting acceptance letters to art schools. And the first school. You've been accepted early admission, if you want. I get accepted, like, or before. Like, you get your acceptance letters in May. I'm starting yeah. to get mine in March. Damn. Like you've been accepted to Pratt, you've been accepted to CalArts, you've been accepted to Ristit, you've been accepted to like all the dopest art schools in the country. Like I was nine for ten in ap- applying to art schools. And you're like, fuck this! Like I'm gonna <laughs> figure this out. And I'm. Does it start piquing your interest when you get these letters? Are you uh, still like? I'm like, I'm like, damn! I'm, I'm, I must be good at this. Like in my head, I'm like, I must be a little bit good at. This. Like if I'm getting into nine out of ten schools, right. I'm pre- I'm pretty good at what I'm doing. Like yeah, yeah. People are respecting my work, and I'm still selling stuff. So it's like, 
there's an all-around respect to what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And I'm still hurt. So I'm like, okay, maybe I go to art school for a little bit. And then once I'm fully healed, I play for that school on the soccer right, field right, right. and whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I, now I'm telling myself, I got into t- to nine out of ten schools Fuck. with art programs. I'm only going to, I'm only going to like really look at the schools that have a legit soccer program. That's funny. So like Maryland was one of the schools I got into for the art program mm-hmm. and they have the best soccer program in the whole country. Like all out of their starting lineup that plays on Maryland. Yeah. 10 out of 11 get picked up in the draft. Damn. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Maryland. And then I'm thinking, but maybe if I go to like Pratt and then I can transfer out to like another school. And I'm like, I'm going to go play on the East Coast because everyone my whole life told me the soccer is a little bit more competitive on the East Coast. And I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best on the East Coast. <laughs> and I tell my dad like, hey, I'm going to go. Can I borrow some money? I want to fly to New York to check out Pratt before I, I accept anywhere. And he's like, okay. I'm like, we'll talk about this in the morning. I'm like, great. I wake up the next morning. I'm like, hey, mom, hey, dad, I really want to go check out Pratt. Maybe one of you comes with me across the country and we check out this school. And then I can make my decision. And understand, I'm the first person in my family, extended family, mom's side, dad's side, to ever be accepted into college. Damn. So, like, everyone's stoked on, like, the fact that I'm even, like, going to college. Like, yeah. yo, he's the first <clears throat> one. Like, everyone's excited. Like, everyone's calling my parents. Like, we'll lend you guys money if you need help to pay for it. Like, everyone's just stoked that I'm going to college. Like, Damn. And I'm like, I, wanna, I think I want to go to Pratt. And my dad's like, okay. And so I wake up the next morning. I'm like, hey, mom, dad, I think one of you should fly with me to check out Pratt. And my mom's like super proud. Like, you're going to college. Like, we'll, you'll go wherever you want to go. We're just happy you finally are going to graduate and go to college. That's dope. And my dad's like, that next morning goes, no, you don't need to anymore. I'm like, what do you mean I don't need to go? I'm like, I want to go check out Pratt. He goes, you got into CalArts. I was like, and? He goes, that's... <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> and he goes, that's the best art school in the country. And it's literally f- like an hour and 45 minutes away from where we live. I'm like, what's your point? He goes, I've already put the down payment on your tuition. You have to figure out the rest, but you're going to school there. Oh, like, shit. Your decision has been made for you. He's not letting you fuck this up. He already like put yeah. down payment. Like he's not fuck. He's not letting you me like nothing. And I, I start getting, I f- lose it. Oh yeah. I'm not an angry person, but I lose it. Like, I've worked so hard for 12 years. I'm injured. Like, I can't even make my own decisions anymore. How is this possible? I'm the eldest of the whole family. Like, let me lead my way. Like, let me do things my way. It's my own path. Like, my dad's like, I don't care what you have to say. You're going to CalArts. If you want to transfer out, transfer out. But you're going to CalArts. Like, the down payment of your tuition is paid for. Figure out the rest. Get a student loan. Whatever you need. Like, that's where you're going to start your college, like, education. I was like, okay. Uh, I'm like upset whatever I go see CalArts I've never seen CalArts I didn't give a fuck about CalArts I just applied there because when I looked up best art schools in the country number one was CalArts right. number two was like Ristid and so I I go check it out it's like an hour and 45 minutes away from where I live and I drive up there and it's cool it's whatever and I walk around and like it's like super super artistic but not like my kind of art artistic like they put a chair on a pedestal and they break one of the legs and like art, art. and I'm like damn no, I don't fit in here right off the bat like i don't fit in and my mom's like you're gonna go to school there like just be positive you're the first person to ever go to college you can transfer like my mom kind of being like positive like don't worry like you'll figure it out you're it's like you've always figured it out up until now like look you're making money with your paintings like you're gonna figure it out 
like, okay, whatever, mom, like, whatever you say, I believe, like, whatever. She's like, and anyways, this way, like, if you're ever homesick or if you, if you ever need anything, like, you can just drive home. Like, you're you're close to home. Like, don't worry. Okay. Like, she kind of, like... Made it make sense. Make sense over a couple months. Like, she's not right away. Like, yeah, like she yeah, had yeah. a couple months to, like, ease me into it. And I, like, I go to CalArts my first semester, and I stick out, like, a sore thumb. Like, I'm making, like, street art with, like, super, like, blunt, powerful messages in your face. And, like, people are, like... Yeah. And people are like, dude, that's so aggressive. Like, let me find my own meaning in your work. And I'm like, no, bro. Like, if no one gets it, like, how are you supposed to get it? Like, if, if you showed this in my high school, no one would understand, like, you writing the words, I love you on a piece of paper 10,000 times. Like, what does that mean? Right. And, like, like oh, we live in a generation that everything's so quick. Like, you have to do things quicker. And, like, you sc- Facebook was really big when I was in college. Like, you go on Facebook, you see 10,000 pictures at a time. Huh. Now it's even quicker. Now you have Instagram. Like, right. it's every 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like your art doesn't make sense for us. Like, yeah, but our art is what the uh, like. This is how museums look at work, and like, this is contemporary work. And I'm like, contemporary work doesn't work for our gender. I'm like having arguments with my teachers, and like, and to the point where like, people are like, damn, like this kid doesn't stop. Like he just <laughs> yeah, doesn't stop. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm like I don't fuck with, with the idea of like. Like, some of my classes, we didn't even make art. We just spoke about what we were going to make. And, like, the teacher was like, that's that's art in itself. I'm like, you mean I don't make anything and you're giving, you're going to call this art? I'm like, how am I supposed to pay my bills? Like, I don't, like, I'm not understanding. I'm like. Theory and all these things. Yeah, like, I'm not understanding the theory of it and everything. And then one day, my teacher, Martin, who was also my mentor. Hmm. So, when you get into art school, they all, they assign you a mentor. Kind oh, of. cool. So, like, you guys kind of have that in regular college. They assign you someone that kind of overlooks, like, the credits you're doing. I don't know. And, uh, I never had that shit in regular college. I had a fucking guidance counselor. Gu- take an extra gui- semester. Guidance counselor. They call it guidance counselor. Okay, but we right. call it a mentor. Right, Because right. they, like, make sure you get your units done. But they also make sure, like, your work kind of follows a path. Because at the end of every year, you have to do, put up a little show. Oh, word. Okay. So they want to make sure, like, oh, are your paintings being done? Like, what are your sculptures or whatever? Your your performance yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. ready. And one day... My, Martin is my my mentor and he pulls me aside and he goes you have to be you have to stop being so rebellious he goes everything we talk about you've already done it he goes your work has meaning like the minute you finish working it already has meaning we're just trying to help the kids in your class understand there needs to be meaning in the work it's not just making work to make work that's why we have theory classes when you're a freshman because a lot of times you come into freshman year and you're just making art that's pretty or right. you think has a meaning, but it doesn't really have the meaning you want it to have it. Mm. So we're trying to like train you like this is not what the viewer is getting. The viewer is getting this message from the work you're making. And if you're trying to say th- if you're trying to say A with your work and the viewer is getting B, you need to realign the work you're making so that the viewer and the person making the work have the same understanding right. of the work. And he's like, we don't have that issue with your work because it's so blunt and it's so in your face. You've already accomplished what a freshman needs to accomplish. So he goes, try and accomplish what the other years need to accomplish and being a little more subtle. Hmm. You don't need to be so in my face. Let me enjoy the mystery of figuring it out. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Why couldn't you guys just tell me that on day one? Yeah, like, no you, I've been fighting with every teacher I have. Like, And the whole freshman year, you don't learn how to paint. You don't learn how to sculpt. So you don't learn how to do anything with your hands. And here I'm frustrated. Like, 
I have all these ideas in my head, and I don't know how to make them with my hands. I was never classically trained on how to paint. I was never classically right, trained right. on how to sculpt. I don't know any techniques on how to edit video. I don't know any of this stuff, and I'm frustrated. I have all these ideas, and I can't make them come to fruition. And I'm like, I tell Martin, I'm like, why can't I just learn how to make the things I have in my head? Just teach me how to make the things I have in my head. He goes, I'm going to sign this paper for you, and it's going to let you take sophomore, junior, and senior classes. But they won't let you in them unless I approve it. Hmm. I was like, great. I'm like, the first thing I want to learn how to do is edit, edit video. Why? Because I have like this obsession with cartoons and like, like short, sh- short snippets of film. Right. That to me is exciting. So mm-hmm. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I can tell you a lot more in a video with a voiceover than I can by, t- by using a single frame. Right, right, right. Like a painting is a single frame of a film in my head. Mm. Or of a story. It's like the climax of that story. Right, right, right. So I'm like, instead of just giving you the climax, let me give you the whole story. So in my head, I was like, I want to learn how to edit film. And I was still doing street art. And I kind of wanted to edit the things I was doing in the street. Like I was filming myself and I wanted to edit. Okay, word. So I was like trying to hit two birds. Everything I do in my life is always trying to hit two birds with one stone. Hell yeah. Which is not the greatest way to do things because you don't really commit to it. You don't really learn it for the correct purposes, but you kind of learn it as you go along. Mm -hmm. But I was like trying to hit two birds with one stone. I'm like, and I also want to take oil painting. Like we don't, he tells me like we don't have an oil painting class. <laughs> we have the theory of oil painting. With this guy named John Mandel, and John Mandel is a very famous oil painter. Oh word! That quit oil painting to write novels. Damn. And I'm like, why did he quit oil painting to write novels? He's like, his whole art career, he was trying to express something that he thought his paintings could express. And one day he woke up and he realized his paintings were not capturing the viewers the way he wanted to capture the viewers. But he realized that if he wrote a book, it would capture the viewer. So he just sits there and he writes his book while he kind of tells you, like, you're doing oil painting wrong. Like, use more of this. Use more linseed oil. Use more of that. Like, he doesn't teach you how to do it. He just kind of, right. like, directs you. Huh. He's like, you can take that class. But he's like, a lot of people get disappointed by the results because he's not sitting there, like, teaching you how to right. shade things. He's yeah. just teaching you how to use, like, the paintbrush and the, the oil paint and, like, all the thing like the liquid and all the right. stuff that goes around it and how to clean start. the brush and he's like then you figure that shit out and i'll judge you at the end of the quarter i'm like okay and then i then i took like a, i took shop and i took sewing like how to sew mm-hmm. like because there's costume design in my school i was like i, I want to make a couple cool things and, and the year goes pretty well and then at the end of the year you have like your freshman show and I show my freshman show, and it kind of looks the same as like the work I show in galleries. Because I was like, if I'm going to be working in school, I can make the work in school, and I can sell it in the gallery, and I can make some money. And at the same time, I have a night job. I'm doing graphic design for like a printing house. Oh, right, right, right. So I'm driving, like I'm driving everywhere, like working at night, doing these paintings, doing street art, working in school, doing a bunch of stuff, just trying to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. And I show my, at the end of the year, I show my freshman my freshman project and the teachers are like what the fuck is this (laughs) like everything has like a an ornate like classic frame and gold and gaudy and like there's a morons painting and there's an old school painting and like i was doing like hits like things that were selling in the galleries i was making them at school oh right because they were selling and i was like if i do this in school i save like so much more time than if i do it at home and like and I was doing, like, some new stuff, like the cake. It was, like, something I did specifically yeah. for that show. And This right here? Yeah. This exact one? And that's the one I made for my freshman show. That's crazy. Um, And the teachers hate me, and they, like, give me, like, just enough to pass. 
and i'm like kind of upset like how could you guys not understand my work like morons is a great work people love it in this in the gallery and in the streets and lost values people love lost values like that's my best seller yeah. and like i don't understand like how is the art world and the commercial art world so like divided and i'm not understanding it. i'm kind of upset and all my classmates come up to me like yo you killed it like your show was better than all of ours like you killed you even killed some seniors like your show was more powerful than the senior show and damn i'm like damn i don't get why the teachers hate it hate it and everyone yeah, else right. kind of likes it like, i don't get it and i'm just like whatever fuck fuck school kind of in my head i'm like fuck it like i'll keep doing street art i don't need school to become a popular artist whatever and i'm at my dad's house one night for dinner with my mom and my family and my dad's an art head now my brother's getting really into art i'm like an art buff now i went to art school and like i'm obsessed with it kind of i get very obsessive and my mom knows a lot about art she's a photographer she like for fun and she used to make like postcards and my sisters are kind of into it and we're having a discussion about art and we're like this like having a argument like who was a greater who was more important history of van gogh or monet and we're having this huge argument me and my dad during dinner and shit. yeah during dinner and my and i tell my dad like stop talking i literally tell my dad like the most disrespectful thing i'm like you have to stop talking you don't know what you're talking about he's like what did you say i'm like you don't know what you're talking about i go to art school i learned this i mean i go to the best art school in the country because of you right so why are you trying to correct me on the best arts when i go to the best art yeah. school in the whole world i'm like in the whole world huh my dad starts cracking up at the table laughing literally laughing in my face what do you mean you go to the best art school in the world? I was like, you made me go to this best art school in the world. Like, what are you telling me I'm not going to the best art school? He goes, no, no, no. You go to the best U.S. art school in the world. American art school. He goes, you want to go to the best art school? You got to go to Paris where art lives, breathes. Like, everything is about art. And he goes, and you won't even get accepted if you apply. Damn. And Damn. I, and I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, I'm like who, do you know who you're talking to? I'm like the cockiest kid now. Like, I'm selling paintings and i'm in school and i'm getting good grades like i'm still passing these classes i'm the first person ever to go to college and i have this That's huge dope. ego like right. but i just have this huge ego and he goes really you think you can get in i'm like yeah i can get in he goes put money where your mouth is i'm like a thousand dollars he's like what do you mean i'm like i'll bet you a thousand dollars to get into this art school he goes bet which art school is it les beaux arts de paris and that's like the main that's like the big that's the like biggest the shit, shit. Damn. It's Ecole Supérieure Nationale des Beaux-Arts de Paris. It's like this huge name. like It's like the art school of Paris. I feel like that was a spoiler alert because you say the name so goddamn well <laughs> that you had to have gone yeah. to that shit because I couldn't repeat that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you spelled it out, I'd be like, fuck. A lot of people abbreviate it ENSPA. ENSPA? ENSPA. ENSPA, okay. Yeah. E-N-S-B-A. N-S-P-A. So you're applying for this school. So I'm applying for this school. Okay. And we bet $1,000. And I get in. Ooh! But I usually you apply, you get in for a quarter. I applied for the whole year. I get in for the full year. And I'm one of three Americans selected to go to this school. Oh, time out. Art school at CalArts. Yeah. Did, was it just one year? It's or a four-year program. Did you but, do all four years? No, I did one year. Just one year and then said, then, fuck it. Then, no, then like I might, me and my dad made this bet about getting oh, into okay. the school so in France. Like for the second year. This for my is second year. Oh, I'm going to okay. Inspo, like, fuck. And I get in. I'm one of three Americans selected, and they Yo. they allowed me to go for a full calendar year. Like, Did all three Americans no, get to do the full year? No, every American, the other two Americans only got one quarter. Damn. 
So I'm like, yo, I'm popping. Like, I'm going to art school. Like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> I'm like super excited. And, um, <laughs> like, yeah, for real. So like, dope. F- and then I realized, like, yo, this is expensive. Yeah. This is going to be super expensive. So I tell my dad and my mom, like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And, like, I haven't put, now I've been selling paintings. Like, things are kind of working for me. And I put, like, some money aside. But this is not, like, a full year's worth of money. No. This is, like, like two months rent right. money. Like, right. Not a lot of money. And my dad's like, I don't care. He's like, ticket on me, fight on me. He goes, you'll figure it out when you get there. You always land on your feet. And then my dad, I'm like, fuck yeah. I can do this. Yep. And it, I live in L.A. Like, God bless L.A. The situation you have when you come to L.A., even if it's expensive, yeah, it's a proper situation. How so? What do you mean like by that? Like, when you rent an apartment and it's a one-bedroom or two-bedroom, it's a proper one-bedroom, two-bedroom. Like, you have space. Like, oh, okay. you have a backyard, you have a kitchen, you have a living room, dining. Like, you have space. What oh, fuck do you live at, dog? <laughs> oh, fuck. My first spot was all, that all-in-one. Okay. <laughs> but in L.A., but it's still pretty big in L.A. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm comparing it to Iowa because okay. I think it's that hey, to time, Iowa. T- times a million. Oh, my God. Oh, Iowa's even bigger. Like, oh, yeah. But, like, living out here, yeah, I'm okay. like, you have proper space. I get out to Paris. It's like New York, right? Worse. Worse? I live in a maids it's called a maids room what it's literally rooms that were built for the house Damn. house help um and it's so small to give you guys an idea like when i would lay down in bed i could no. open the fridge take something out the fridge like use whatever i took out the fridge reach the stove and like be able to stir or cook <laughs> whatever i'm cooking Fuck. from laying down in my bed like, I didn't ever have to get out of my bed. There's no heater in my room because I'm so broke. Damn. And the water's always cold. And I'm in France and it's snowing. Like, and I have no money. And it's literally, like, you know, the cliche, like, artists have to decide over materials and food. Yeah. Literally in that situation. Fuck. Literally, like, do I buy a bag of tomatoes or do I eat plain rice again tonight? Right. And drink tap water. Like, Damn. horrible. Like, I was eating like one euro pasta yeah with butter and salt every single day for like five months i was like so skinny like it was undis like bones yeah, and like i'm a pretty big dude like bones fuck and i'm going to the school and i realize like yo it's freezing in my apartment i'm miserable when i'm there because it's so small i'm the loneliest kid in the world I was so lonely. I was, like, depressed all the time. The only joy I had was painting class, getting on my ass beat in drawing class. Because the difference between CalArts and Enspa is CalArts is a brain school. It develops your brain okay. to make proper art. And Enspa is the opposite. It's all technique-based. Like, how well do you draw? Hmm. How well do you paint? How well do you sculpt? How well do you blah, blah, blah. So I get to Enspa. I didn't get any training, classical training, like we call classical training, like painting, drawing. Yeah, yeah. I have none. And I get into a school where every kid there is like God gifted. Like Fuck. homies are drawing. Like you sit there for 10 seconds, like pop, 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 Here, take it home. Like, thank you for po- posing for me. Like I didn't pose. I was eating a sandwich. <laughs> Fuck. And I'm like taking like an hour and I'm drunk. I'm pushing my pencil on the paper and like, and like I'm struggling, 
but I'm loving the fact that I'm the worst. Yeah. And my teachers are like, how did this kid get into this school? Like my drawing teacher at one point told me, why do you come back every Thursday knowing that you're the worst and you're going to be humiliated? Like the way drawing class works in Europe or in NSPA at least compared to in the U.S., in the U.S., like, there's a, a model. Everyone has their sketch pad. You sketch in your sketch pad. No one really sees what you sketch. And every 10 minutes, the model moves, and you change, like, switch pages, and you sketch again. Mm. In Enspa, the way we sketched is there's an auditorium, like a stadium, like a mini stadium, where viewers come and sit. There's mo- three models that sit in the center of the room, and then there's ginormous chalkboards where the students go, and they draw on the chalkboards live for all the viewers that came to watch, to enjoy and watch you draw them. Oh, fuck. So you're literally, like, entertainment for an audience. Yo, what the fuck? And I'm the most embarrassed kid ever, and he, my teacher keeps shoving me in the corner because he doesn't want the viewers to know that I go to this school. Like, he's embarrassed of my drawing skills. That is so fucking sad. <laughs> Yo, that's sad as fuck. And wow. And it's the most embarrassing and humiliating thing when, like, you're in this class and, like, these kids are killing it and I can barely draw shit. Like, I'm, like, struggling, like, and you're drawing with chalk on a chalkboard and, like, you have no way of measuring anything. Like, he comes up to your drawing and is like, your femur's two centimeters too big compared to the thigh of the lady that's posing. Like, how are you supposed to know? He's like, look, look, and he holds, like, the chalk and he, like does this and like i don't understand what you're doing like you're holding chalk like this and it's like i'm measuring look how i'm measuring like and you're like i don't get it and you see all these other kids killing it around you and you're like fuck he's like why do you come back why do you come back and humiliate yourself every thursday he's like you've been taking this class for three months and you're not any better than you were on day one and i'm like wait one second and i take out my iphone i'm like here's a drawing i made on day one and i show him and they're all timed. Every 10 minutes, the models move. I'm like, this is how far I got in 10 minutes on day one. And that you can literally see it's only, like, the body, like, barely any body, the neck and the head. I'm like, we're three months in. I'm like, and you got, like, almost a full person here. Like, you got the head, the body, the arms, the legs. Like, even though everything's not perfect, I'm, like, getting more and more on the page. Like, more and more on the board. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you, are, you actually are making, like, a little bit of strides. He's like, but... You're still, like, your your lines are too strong. Like, you have no subtlety. Like, you're just blunt. It's like you draw so flat. Like, there's no shading. There's no nothing. Like, I'm like, I'm going to learn. Like, give me time. I'm going to learn. And I keep going back to this class. I'm taking oil painting. And now everyone's painting, like, flesh. Flesh is the hardest thing to paint. And, like, killing it in fleshes. And, like, hands are super hard to paint. They're painting hands and eyes. And I'm, like, painting cigarette packs and <laughs> super flat objects because yeah. I don't want to embarrass myself. Oh, damn. And the teacher's like, why do you paint such stupid things? Like, learn how, if, if you can master flesh, everything else is easy. Like, it's like, everything is, da- like, rolling yeah, downhill yeah, after. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to do it. And I want my work to mean something. And I don't know how to make, a, like, flesh mean anything. I don't know how painting a girl makes me, makes it mean, like, there's no meaning behind it. And she starts to, like, look at my work. And she says, oh, there's, there's meaning in this. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I'm going to let you do you. But you're going to have to pick painters that came before you. And you're going to have to copy their style in whatever you paint. Hmm. So if you paint a cigarette pack and you and you say, I'm going to paint a cigarette pack. You have to name me an artist to mimic their style. 
So like a cigarette pack. In that style. In the style of Van Gogh. So right. like quick little brush strokes. And like really textured and meaty early. Uh, can of Coke and Monet style. That's all palette knife work. And right. She's like, you're going to master the techniques of other people. And she's like, I hope with that, you'll be able to understand all the other techniques of art. Like Interesting. And she lets me kind of do my own thing. So I'm taking like this dope art, this oh, this dope drawing class where I'm getting embarrassed and humiliated every Thursday. I'm taking painting every single day where I'm getting embarrassed and humiliated every single day. I'm going home to an apartment that's cold with no food, and I'm telling my, I tell myself I'm sick of it. I'm gonna take more classes because there's a heater <laughs> in, in the all these yeah. classes, and I'm gonna eat out of the vending machine because it cost me the same. It cost me one euro to eat out of the vending machine, and I'll eat like a pack of cookies and a coffee. And I'm just going to stay in school longer. Like, I don't need to go home at 5 o'clock. I can go home at 10 o'clock. Right. Because there's night classes. Yeah. So I start adding classes to my, like, roll, Rolodex of what I'm doing. So I'm like, now I'm in school from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. When I first started going to school, I was in school from 9 a.m. to 3, 3.30. That's so tight because I feel like a lot of people miss that. Uh, like, the if I could go to college again right now, it would mm-hmm. be completely different. I would have taken full advantage of what I was doing every second of every day. I wanted to get the fuck out of there so I could go chill and do whatever. And but like you so had, stupid. did you have friends in college? I had friends. I had no friends. Like, I know, but I'm saying now, even yeah. with friends, I would try to train myself to do what you did because, like, I look at it like this: like, all right, cool. I'm gonna move to LA, and, and for me, it was like I'm gonna give myself a month or two months, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna f- try to figure this out. And I got here and I sat there and I didn't know what to do. And then as soon as I applied myself to something, I just went as hard as I could. Even even this tour I'm about mm-hmm. to go on, it's like right now I'm it's I'm balancing my real life with my girl and all mm-hmm. this stuff and, and all these things I got to do. And then getting on the road, it's like, all right, cool. If I can't be with her, then what do, what do I do? Do I sleep during those times? Do I just chill mm-hmm. and do what? I, it's like I'm going to go 100% mm-hmm. hammer on everything I possibly can to fill that time. Exactly. I think that's the best thing you could have done is make your day a 12-hour day or 13-hour, 15-hour day. But the thing was, it, to me, it wasn't even like a thought process. It's like, I'm depressed in my tiny little apartment. Which is mad sad, but it's, yeah. I'm glad that happened to you <laughs> because, dude, you just put yourself to, and, and the and t- twice the amount of work yeah. to figure out and like learn. Yeah, so I was mad depressed. I'm in this tiny little apartment. I'm taking now to like cope with my depression, which like, I don't, un- I have like a weird understanding of depression. Mm-hmm. I think you can fight through anything, mm. really. Like, I really do believe, like, even my in my knee injury, like, anything can be fixed if you really wanted to get fixed. Right. And in my head, the way to fix my depression was to occupy myself with more things. So that's what I did. I started to, like, double down in school. And as I was double downing in school, I was like, you know what, what used to really bring me joy was street art. So on the way home from school... Instead of taking the metro home, I'm gonna take, the sh- I'm gonna walk the streets and do some street art. And right before I had left the states, I had invented this thing where I would put fully framed, ornate framed works in the street, like repetitively, like four or five of them at a time, and they would create like street art galleries. And the idea was that I got so caught up in the galleries making money that I, excuse me, that I kind of neglected the streets and i was trying to give back to the streets and say i'll make work just as refined and finished for the streets as i do for this for the gallery mm. so i had just done that before i left and it had costed me a lot of money and when i was in paris i'm like now that i'm 
gonna commit to making the street street art in my life again i'm gonna do it as well as i did before i left like really ornate really well done and everything and one of my classes happens to, had it happened to be sculpting sculpting and like rep, rep, sculpting and reproducing sculptures mm. because that's a big thing in art like a replica of a sculpture is a big big thing okay there's a lot of artists that like you make an edition of eight or nine so they taught us how to do that that's a very technical thing so i told myself the first thing i'm going to replicate is a frame and since i'm broke the only thing i can afford is cement and plaster because you get like 10 10 kilos for like seven euros oh word so it's like 20 pounds for like seven for like 14 bucks yeah yeah. between 12 and 14 dollars which wasn't that bad to me like and they school supplied the water to mix it so i was like yo i'm good i'm good like i can make street art with this so i invented the little cement frame Mm -hmm. and then i had stickers printed i bought like a little printer i was printing stickers and i put like a moron sticker inside this little cement frame and i'd put like four or five like i put like a morons a lost values a bankruptcy express and i put them in the street everywhere when I was walking home and then on Sundays when I was bored I would do that and Saturday nights I would do that and any free time I would fill it with street art because I was just so lonely and bored and right. I'm not really eating good food so like might as well walk the streets and enjoy the city and, yeah, yeah. and I'm doing that and then within three weeks of me doing that I'm on the cover of like the equivalent of the New York Times in Paris <laughs> wait what the fuck For starving really? kid dies in the street no not even <laughs> like that they weren't even talking like that they were just they just saw it. They saw it, and they're like, street art was on its come up, and they're like, new street artist appears in Paris as the streets of Paris become more and more famous for street art, and they like list Space yeah. Invader, who's like the number one yeah. artist, Colette, who's like the biggest Italian street artist ever, and then Kai. Fuck. I'm like, fuck, I made it. Oh, my God. I made it. Like, I'm in the but newspaper. You, but were you doing, like, when you were doing it, were you like, hey, maybe someone will cover this? Were you thinking, like, maybe someone will interview me about this? No, I was just, like, bored bored. and trying to create. I was bored, lonely, like, sad, depressed, like, and I was just creating to create for the love of creating. And were any of the other kids that you were going to school with doing anything near this? No, no, none of the kids in my school did street art. Street art art at all? No, no. But were they compete like, the equivalent to, like, finding success in street art, were they trying to do that in galleries or in Europe, In Europe, you do that with, like, institutions and, Mm. like, there's there's real believe in art in europe right like an institution will grant you thirty thousand dollars to create a collection to be on view at their institution okay word so like there's really there's real backing in Europe. right here we don't have that we're starting to get that more and more but it's not the same right okay you tell some people you're an artist are like oh wait how do you pay your rent yeah exactly um but in europe they like in europe it's like it's a waste of time to be a street artist really because you can get grants you can if you have a good enough like cv like I went to this school. I learned under this teacher. I did. I interned for this artist. I did this. Like you can get a big grant, and mm. you can your career can kind of shape itself that yeah. way. So you get you get on this cover. I got on the cover of the newspaper, and like the thing that got me on the cover was the cement frame, like That's Kai's um, combination of old frame with modern imagery um, has taken over the streets in a, a new fun way or something. I don't remember what it said. And I'm like stoked, and like it's four frames on the top cover of the newspaper, and every and like Invader, who's like the biggest street artist in Europe, yeah, has like a tiny little picture like this big, what? and Clet has a tiny, and I'm like huge on the top. And I show my dad, and he's like, "You made it." He's like, "I'm like what?" He's like, "You found your style." 
He's like, all the other shit you were doing, like, that's kind of like a Warhol knockoff. That's kind of like a Damien Hirst knockoff. That's kind of like you were inspired by other artists. This is kind of your own thing. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a, it's a morons and a cement frame. It's the exact same thing I did before. He's like, no, no, no. The cement frame is really cool. Right. And then everyone around me is like, yo, the cement frame. I saw the cement frame. I saw. And kids in school kind of knew it was me because they saw me working on these cement frames during class like oh, making like, a bunch of cement frames in class like, what the fuck what the doing? fuck <laughs> like why do you have like a box of 200 cement frames i'm like oh you know like for my show like uh, you know like kind of making up excuses and i'm like making a, i had like boxes and boxes of cement frames fuck. um because it takes time for them to dry and stuff so you make like a hundred it takes seven days for something like that to dry mm. so you can't really use it for seven days so you keep making them for seven days and you get like a yeah an amount and then you start using the ones you made seven days ago, and, like, it's just a cycle. Were you keeping those at school? Yeah, I was keeping them at school. I was going to say, where the fuck were you putting them? I was keeping them at school. Um, like, the cool thing about Europe and about, like, Libozal or Enspo or whatever is that it's a really old school, and, like, there's all these, like, little, like, caves and, like, yeah. alleys. So you kind of, like, mark your territory one of them, and it kind of becomes, like, your... Space. Like, your storage room or space, mm. and, like, some kids, like, put, like a lamp in there and like two chairs on the read or i just using mine as storage because i'd had a tiny ass apartment right 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 nowhere to go so fuck I, so how do you how do you uh how do you mount that shit uh, are you secret. mounting yeah. oh that's a secret that's a super secret it's not string and i a nail? i wish <laughs> i fuck i like fucked up like a hundred of them before i got them to i was gonna say stuff. i feel like that uh, there was like, also like a learning curve like but it was so exciting to like figure out how to mount them and like get them to stay that it, like, fueled me even more to make them. Yeah. Like, it didn't work. Like, I would go back the next morning on the way to school. Like, oh, that one didn't Fucking stay. Broke. Why didn't that one stay? Like, why is that one on the floor broken? Like, oh, this thing didn't work. Maybe I need to try a new technique. Mm. And I'm making up my own techniques. And, like, I'm in school learning. And at the same time, I'm, like, processing, like, oh, I messed up on that street over there. Why did that one fall to the ground? Is it the wall? Is it the way I chose to mount it? Is it the frame itself? Like, and I was, like testing new methods every day because i was doing it every single day on the way home right and every morning i would see my results so it was like immediate results like it didn't stick what did i do wrong let's try this let's try this Mm. let's try this so i was like i was that was giving me like a bright spot in my day like i'm gonna go home put up stuff in the street and tomorrow morning i'll see if it's stuck you think before you die like right before you're about to take your last breath that you'll drop like a book with all the tricks or is that fuck it up for everyone else that's gonna come up my tricks you can learn them if like the way i did like if you really want to like learn how to do it real quick yeah you can like really put yourself in like tell yourself i want to be able to put up cement frames in the street and then you'll make a cement frame and then you'll deal the, the same situations right. that i did um but i think like the fact that it's kind of like a challenge a challenge is what separates me from everyone else because now when you're in la or new york or miami or paris or london amsterdam like any city i've been to I'm the only one that does cement frames because I'm the only one that's figured it out. And it's got, it looks like a pain in the ass. Like, it's got to take fucking seven <laughs> days just for that shit to dry. It's and a like, pain, it is a pain in the that's ass. That's sick. But it's, like, my pain in the ass. Yeah. And people, I don't even have to put my name on it. People know, like, oh, shit, that's Kai. Right. So I did the cement frames in Paris. I finished school in Paris. Um, I'm on the newspaper. I, I come home. And I had put on, like, in the cement frame, I put morons, bankruptcy express, lost values. All these are very, all these pieces based on language, and and especially on the English language, mm-hmm. and they're in Europe, and 
only 50% of the people understand it. Yeah. And if they do, they're not really understanding it. So let's say 2% of the people actually understood the work I was doing. You had to convert that shit. And I was like, no one's understanding what I'm doing. I've still made the cover of the newspaper, but no one understands what I'm doing. This sucks. So you started doing all that shit in French? <laughs> no. So I told myself, like, I want to travel and do this more. I have to find a way to do this without using any words. Mm, I see what you're saying. Fuck. How do you talk to people without using any words? Like, how... Sign language. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> but no one, not even no one can read sign language. Yeah, fuck. So, um, I spend, like, I get, like, a little sad again. Because now I'm home. I'm moved back in with my parents. I was just alone in my by myself in Paris. Anywhere I went, I was kind of depressed, uh-huh. just to be honest. Like, right, right. There was no, like, golden moment yet, like. I didn't move back to the States and, like, have my own apartment and a lot of right. money. I, I moved back to the States into my parents' house, 22 years old. Trying to figure out. No, I'm, like, 21 years old, trying to figure it out. Like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. I was, still didn't figure it out. I went to the best school in the world for a full year. I was on the cover of the newspaper. I've, I feel like I've accomplished more than anyone I know. Right. But I'm still, I still ain't shit. I'm still, like, living with my mom and my dad, and I have no money. And... No one really knows who I am. They ca- some people know who I am now, and some people don't. But like, I'm not like a household name. I was gonna say, how did how how do you ca- like capture the fans or whatever? You know, now yeah. it's Instagram. Follow me, yeah. and then you can gauge your. At the time when I was in Paris, Instagram had just been invented. Oh, cool! Of. So I got an Instagram, and I didn't know what I was doing. And were you signing your work with like your at? Oh yeah, I was at Kai Aspire at the time. You would do it that way? I think when I first... Did you yeah. just change that then, right? Yeah, I just got Kai Art recently. I was going to say, I remember that's what I followed yeah. originally. That's funny. Um, but I just was like, I need to find a way to speak to everyone. Yeah. That was like my main thing. Like, If I can talk to everyone and everyone can understand it, then I think everyone will just like the messages. They might not like me, mm. but they'll like the work that we put out right, or right. I put out. I say we a lot now Yeah. because I built a team. When I got home from Europe, I was like, now I'm going to build a team. Hmm. Now I understand how this works. I need to build a team to help me execute what I have in my head. But I have no money. So what do you do? So what do you do? First, you have to find a way to speak to everyone with no words. So I come up with the idea of creating my own character Mm -hmm. and putting my character in situations that I've personally been in or people around me I've been in Right. that will speak volumes to everyone around me. And that's when CalArts education kicks in the ability to create a still frame that I am trying, uh, the ability to create a still frame that expresses the feeling that I'm trying to tell the viewer, show the viewer. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to create a single one frame image that gives you a message or a feeling that I'm trying to give you. Without words. Without words. So that's when my CalArts education kicked in and all those annoying classes that I hated as a freshman start, find, start to make sense. <laughs> Why are you arguing with your teachers? <laughs> I fucked this shit. <laughs> and they finally made sense. And it's like, there was no other, like, I never had like an aha moment. Like, oh, this is what I was learning at CalArts. But now looking back at it, I'm like, that's what I learned at CalArts mm. is how to speak and say something to a viewer and make sure they understand it without using any words without using any language and in one single frame. Like I don't have 60 seconds to tell you like, Oh, like let's just use love versus money. Like, 
oh, here's a bag of money and here's your girlfriend and your girlfriend wants to spend time with you, but you have to spend time at work and now you're caught in between both. Right. And I don't have like a 60 second video I can make you. I have to make it in one right. single image, in yeah. one frame. How the fuck do you do that? And you have to be, I have to be able to understand what I'm making. And then you as a viewer who doesn't know what I'm trying to say, needs, has to to be, to set yeah, that up. needs to be able to understand that. Hmm. And they need to come to their own conclusion, but have their conclusion somewhat be similar to my conclusion or else what I'm doing has no purpose. Right. And that's when CalArts kicked in. Like, bam. I know how to do this. I know how to execute what I'm thinking and make sure the viewer understands what I'm thinking. They might come at it a different route than I do, but we'll have so- somewhat a similar ending point. Mm. Boom, CalArts education kicks in. And that's what creates the character? And that's what creates the stills that the character is stuck in. Okay, I got you. Martin Luther King, like yeah. those things, like yeah. being in these scenarios. Or like being caught between love and money, like right. being caught between that struggle of, oh, I need the financial basis, but I want to follow my dreams, but do I get a real job or do I follow right, my... Right, like, right. How do How does any... Or, oh, I need to spend time with the people I love and I need to be at work. Like, how does... How do you convey that in a single frame? Now looking at love versus money, you're like, oh, no shit, like that's how you do mm-hmm. it. But if that wasn't there, how would you explain that to someone? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's fucking mad difficult. Yeah. That's a crazy challenge. <laughs> so, like, doing that, but doing that over and... Like, you can't have... You're not a one-hit wonder either. Yeah. I'm not trying to be one. So, doing that over and over and over. Like, how do I execute that knowledge is more important than physical strength? Right. Knowledge is power. It's like a little guy standing on a s- stack of books. He's taller than the tall guy. And he's, like, t- giving the tall guy the the secret to being powerful. Here's the book. Mm. Knowledge is power. Right, right, right. That's hard. How do I say, like, we're caught up in consumerism? How do I say, as a society, we're all caught up in the idea of consuming? Show a dr- my drawer full of old iPhones? <laughs> I don't know, right? <laughs> so my th- my thought process was, we're locked up to the barcode. We're mm. in jail behind a barcode. I love that one. Doo-doo. We're all, that's To me, that's a symbol of consumerism, the barcode that scans. Right. Every time that thing scans, you know you owe money. Yeah. So that's, to me, that's consumerism in a nutshell. And then being locked up in it is literally being behind the barcode. Right. So I love that. That message tells itself. So I learned that at, excuse me, I learned that at CalArts. Right, right. And now, how do I convey it in a more interesting way than just drawing? Well, the cement frames worked. And the Greeks and Romans did reliefs in cement and in plaster. Once I use that old technique that I learned at Enspa and make it modern with my modern character. Shazam. Damn. And I create these little cement plaques that I start to put up in the streets. And all of a sudden, I go from like a little kid in the streets and then the viewers of the street art world and the art world to like, holy shit, these are bangers. Yeah, for sure. Holy shit. Like, what what is this kid cooking up? Like... Where did he get the like? Where is this concept coming from? How is the the combination and the juxtaposition of old technique and old look? They're really they always looked aged and worn yeah, out, yeah. mixed with like these very modern and simple forms. Give me such a powerful message. Mm. And how are they in the street for free? How is this like? What is like? Art people could not process like what is happening. <laughs> And this is me just trying to like do street art in like a more fun way that I can make it like accessible to everyone in the right. world, not only in America, not yeah, only yeah. In, in London. Like I'm trying to make street art accessible to everyone that everyone understands and there's always a powerful message behind it. It was never like, let me just like cook up 
this is how you make a hit like a g chord an a chord and uh mm-hmm. like it was like let me make something accessible and understood in the whole world let me make it for cheap let me make it beautiful and let me make it look like it's been there forever fuck and that's what i did the cement frame with a cement plaque in it with a powerful message when did you start that i started that four years ago four years ago and the crazy thing is is i I make these characters right and then how do i make the character not biased Mm. how do i make the character not resemble me as a person right how do i make it how can i make it that you can see yourself as a character you can see your like hey johnny like that's you behind the barcode. That's not me. That's you. You right. buying you stuff. Buy or like, hey, like, that's you. And like, hey, Andrew, that's you in the hamster wheel. You're always working. Why do you work so much? Right. And, hey, like, you know, like, how do I make a universal symbol for humans in like a simple character that I need to sculpt and then be able to replicate and put it in the street? Like, it's such a, like, everything becomes like, you need to mar- hit all, all these check marks. Right, right. And one day I'm in an airport and I'm looking. I'm like, damn, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go to the bathroom so bad. And I'm like... and Saw I that motherfucking guy. And I can't read the signs, bro. Oh. I'm like, fuck, which one is bathroom? And I see the little bathroom symbol. I'm like, that's the bathroom. That means man. Mm. I'm like, my character needs to be that person. Right. That's it. Like, bing! Like, light bulb. Like, moment of, like, ecstatic understanding of the world. And, like, my character needs to be everyone and what is everyone the bathroom symbol (laughs) so true (laughs) that's so fucking true i just need to give him a soul yeah so what i do is i go back to all the cartoons that i love and i just start stealing a little bit from them Mm. like i love mickey's hands but i hate that the fact that they're gloves so let's get rid of the part that makes it a glove right i love the pink panther growing up and i love how like Mm -hmm. his body like the way he was so graceful and everything. Let me just slim out and kind of spaghetti form right. the the bathroom symbol so he has more of like a Pink Panther feel. And let me give the character eyes. And like eyes are the key to all the expression. Right. So let me give him very expressive eyes. And like, and it was just like literally trying like a, like a checklist. I need him to do this, 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 that, and this. and Which is dope because it's paying homage to like everything. Everything, that yeah, that I loved. Yeah. From so many different angles. Yeah. And, Shit. Uh, the character came to be and my thing was now that i can give it to the world and the whole world will understand it let's go on a world tour fuck it that was after i met you yeah right after so because i remember you were like yeah i gotta leave i'm going on a world tour i'm like what the fuck yeah i was the same way i'm like how do you do a world tour with art so that's what i did i started i took street art and i said now that everyone in the world will understand my street art because there's no words to it and I think I'm pretty good at making everyone understand a story with a single frame. I'm going to put it in the whole entire world. So I had $10,000 saved. And I said, these will cover flights. I will call everybody I know in every city that I go to and say, let me please sleep on your couch. Please. And please feed me. Please. I know I'm asking a lot, but let me get this tour done. Right. And I hit 12 cities across the world with my little cement guys. Or girls, or right. the character's name is If. if. So that's for imaginary friend. Mm. So let me hit the world with, let me hit twelve cities with If, and hopefully people will understand the messaging and they'll just like it. I right. don't really care about anything else. Yeah, I don't care about money. I don't care. I want to be like cemented in the history of art. Right. Literally cemented, like pun intended, like yeah, use cement real. to be forever remembered in art. 
You can only put it up on cement walls, right? I can put it up on anything. Like except wood. for glass. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Um, and let me just get my space in art before art dies. Hmm. And I did it. And I went around the world. And I slept on everyone's couch. And I bothered everyone for, for, for a long time. I was on the road for like almost like 18 months. Jesus Christ. Which country did you go to? I, my furthest one was Israel. Fuck. And the closest one was Malibu, like, like, yeah. super close to super far, like, and I went on to, like, army bases, and I did, like, all the craziest things. Like, and is this pre, like, are the places you're hitting pre-approved, or is it still, like, the hustle of, like, walking? Oh, put up it's on still the hustle of, like, walking up, no one knows what I'm doing, I'm not supposed to be doing this, like, okay, GoPro on my chest, GoPro yeah. on my head, scorpion tail GoPro, like, I look like a fool. I have, like, a huge thing. GoPros everywhere. Like, I stick out like a sore thumb, and I don't give a fuck. I'm doing street art. Right. Arrest me, please. Yeah. Like, literally, you're going to catch... You're going to have all the footage of me doing yeah, dumb shit. It's right like, here. it's all on it's me. It's on me. Damn. And I had, like, the mindset of, like, let's film everything, and let's make everything into short videos. Right. And then this is where, like, my best friend comes into play, Kim. Kim is a friend from, like, when I'm growing up. Mm-hmm. And I find out that she's editing, like, little rap videos. And I, like, watch one of her videos. I'm like, yo, she's sick. She's crazy good at it. I can't pay for her to come with me on these trips. But she tells me, like, use a GoPro and send me footage and I'll edit. And you can make, like, short little videos. And mm-hmm. I'll cut it up real nice. Right. And I'm like, game, bet, let's do it. Right. And in the beginning, I would pay Kim whatever I could to like, just cut up whatever. And then I got, I was like, I'm a little bit obsessive. So I would sit with her, like, you need to cut this two frames out she's like what do you mean two yeah. frames? no one's gonna see these two frames you're crazy and we started to create a style of editing what i was doing and she just un- started to like be able to read my mind mm-hmm. from hundreds of miles away like i'm in london and she can cut up london right i'm right. in whatever and she can cut up and without her i don't think i would have been as successful damn because you're feeding that shit just straight so to instagram. instagram yeah i'm feeding it to instagram youtube facebook i'm just feeding it out there and hope hoping hoping that someone sees it right and hoping that someone like really vibes with the message and like the the idea of doing this world tour and the idea of being able to like give the same message to so many different people with so many different backgrounds and so many different languages being into play and everyone still has the same feeling about it hmm. and that's but, what's sick too that you're doing with like having kim involved is like this shit i might not have ever walked by your piece mm-hmm. which is not true every time i drive <laughs> i see your fucking shit all over la which is dope but like you know when i lived in iowa i didn't you weren't in iowa did no, you ever come to not, iowa not yet that's right well, soon, so soon but soon but i'm saying like it's an early way for me to adapt and understand that this exists out there which i think is really cool and it's, it was also an early way for me to tell people i'm not like a poser mm. i don't say i'm a street artist and i've done one wall and two little wheat paste no like there is hardcore evidence and footage of me climbing a four-story building to put up a little cement piece. Yeah. Or hanging off a cliff to do it. Or standing in the lift on a huge mural right. on the top of the cage trying to, like, finish the heart of yeah. the balloon. Like, And Kim was able to execute and, like, express how, how grunge and, like, to the street I was. Like, mm. I did not give a fuck. She was able to take, like, some really horrible footage and make it mean something. Mm. And I don't think without her, people would have understood, like, I'm in this for the long haul. Like, I am an OG. I understand the rules of this game, and I'm going to play by the rules, and I'm going to be better at anyone with 
doing like with following these rules like i'm never going to call myself a street artist if i'm not doing shooter i'm never going to call myself an installation master if i'm not installing the craziest thing you've ever seen right 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 so if there's no footage and there's no photos people can just say bluff like oh you're full of shit right right but kim was able to take in all this f- footage and information and make it so people like anyone in the world could be like oh damn did you hear what Kai did in Paris? He went in the subway and put up art. Like, oh my God, OGs used to paint the subway trains. Yeah. In the, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever. Do you see Kai did the subway trains in New York? That's what they used to do in the 80s and the Bronx. And did you see Kai went to uh, the Eiffel Tower and did some street art next to the Eiffel Tower? How badass is that? Like, he could go to jail. And did you see that Kai went into a war zone in Israel and did street art about love and happiness in a war zone to, like, kind of bring light Crazy. to... like. And Kim, yeah. without Kim, it's just me telling you the story. Right. But because of Kim, it's you can there. watch it and you can feel it. Yeah. And I think that was like a big, that was like something I had above everyone else. Like I did two things that a lot of people didn't want to do. I traveled and made sure that my work was understood by everyone. So in Israel, it was understood. In London, it was understood. Mm-hmm. Amsterdam, Paris, Miami, like anywhere you went, you saw Love vs. Money, you understood Love vs. Money. A guy in Paris understood Love vs. Money, whatever. Yeah. And two... You understood that I wasn't like this, this person that just hopped on the scene. I was like, oh, I I need respect and credit. No, been there. I've been there. I've done all the stuff that the OGs before me did, and right. I've gone further by making these cement frames and these plaques. Fuck. And I kind of created this my own alley and my own pathway to say like, yo, Kai is not a joke. Kai mm-hmm. is here as a heavy hitter. Right. And that's how I do everything. Like I said, I'm obsessive. I needed to be the best. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. So that's what we tried to do. So once Kim came on board and she was editing and cutting and then when I was in like stateside and she would like help me film and right. we, shit started to pop off. Like, damn, did you see Kai's video? Did you see Kai do what he did in New York? Like, that's crazy. Did you see what he did in Miami? Did you see what he did over there in LA? And then no one knows where I live now. Right. Because I'm in all these different cities, hitting all these different cities and like it's a huge mystery and there's no images of my face anywhere and people right. are like, who, fuck who, is who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. How old is he? Like, like, what does he look like? Is it a girl? Like, it's just like this huge barrage of confusion. You know this pub- this podcast is public, bro. Yeah, I know. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to the female artist <laughs> later, Kai. <laughs> but that's tight. So it becomes this huge thing of confusion, and that's when I realize, like, I don't care how popular or famous or how much money I make. Hmm. Because now I'm getting fan mail from Israel, and I'm getting fan mail from Amsterdam, and I'm getting fan mail from Paris, and I'm getting fan mail from all these different places saying, like, yo, your work really affected me and helped me make a decision in my Mm -hmm. everyday life. Your love versus money made me realize I never want money to make my decisions for me. I I want my heart to make my decisions. Or your hamster wheel image made me realize I work too much. I need to be at home more. Or knowledge is power gave me the the courage to ask a girl out because I realized I'm worth something or, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. That's tight. But in every different city across the That's whole entire crazy. world. So now That's we're crazy. So now like you're affecting a huge group of people and it's like, damn, that was, the this goal. is, this is the goal. Like we've achieved the goal. How do we keep going? And then that's when like things get crazy. It's like I start to work with celebrities, and right? I start to make paintings. Are they just finding you from like social? Just the word of mouth. They're just shit? finding me like this OG artist Kai is killing it, and people think I'm really old and right. like, been around for a minute. Yeah. 
And then they meet me like, what the what the fuck? Yeah. You're 20 what? Right. How old are you? What? I don't understand. People are like confused. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm FaceTiming my brother on accident. Oh, okay. He answered too, and I hope <laughs> my bash on. <laughs> uh, but, but people are super yeah. confused. Like, how does, how are you your age and giving that message to these people with not using any words and being in all these different cities and have all this different footage and all this, like, how yeah. did you do all these things? And I'm just like, I got up one day and I was like, I'm gonna do it, and we did it. There was no ends if or but there was no I don't know if I can do it. Oh, it was, I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna figure it out. Damn. And if we don't figure it out, well then. It's only a flight home. Yeah, that's always true. Or a bus true. ride home. Right. Or. That's the same thing with me moving here. Because I'm yeah. like, at the end of the day, like, I go home. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? My family will take me into the couch and I'm yeah. good. Or you'll just die and you'll be oh. put in the ground. Yeah. And you'll be right back where you started. You know what I mean? So. Damn. And there was, like, a lot of obstacles. Like, I almost got arrested in Israel. And, like, you lose your passport if you get arrested in Israel. Or getting stopped by that's the so police in Paris. Scary. Dog, I got stopped by the police. I got stopped by the military in Paris for flying my drone. That's crazy. So and that shit's fucking That's scary. Yeah. And you're like, you're not in a different country and you're by yourself and no one knows you. And then like, but the greatest thing that happened to me was being depressed in school a year and a half earlier because now I'm traveling and right. nothing makes me depressed because I have, I had already hit such a low point that anything above that yeah. was fine. Right. <laughs> blessing and a curse or whatever you want to say like that shit's like i was so depressed that like when i'm traveling now i i still get sad like i'll go on trips by myself and or like sometimes i go with like one other person or sometimes we go like the whole squad like six seven deep right but sometimes you're like on the road so much and you're like in so many different cities you're like damn i just want to go home to my bed Mm -hmm. and take a nap yeah and not worry about like is this sculpture going to make it through the night or is this installation going to work or did the delivery of paintings make it on time? Is right. anything broken? Like sometimes you do miss home, but I've been such a low point that when I'm at that low point, I'm like, damn, I was in Paris, freezing, freezing, eating oh. rice and drinking water by myself, broke. This is like a million times better. Yeah, that's a real come up. Yeah, like you, now, now I'm in Paris with the most famous French actor in the world, sleeping at his house, eating with him and his friends. And still doing street art. Oh, yeah. Nothing's... Nope. Nope. That's not as bad as it was before. Hell no. Damn. Or I'm in Miami sleeping on my homie's couch because I'm a little bit cheap. And I'm used to it now. Like... Hey, couch surfing. I'm a ca- Pro. I, even, like... Yeah, even now when we can afford hotels, I'm like, no, let's couch surf. Like, yeah. Why? I'm like, we've done it before. Like, why are we going to get bougie about it now? Right. So, like, now I'm at my homie's house in Miami sleeping on his couch, eating dinner with him like going to do street art at night getting arrested in miami that's still better than being in paris by mm-hmm. myself depressed in the cold mm-hmm. so what is it when you start working with um celebrities and like building that relationship you know i think a lot of people look at it like uh, an opportunity obviously to when you see a celebrity you're like oh cool i get their fan base mm-hmm. i can tap into this fan base and it becomes something like that is it does that matter at all do you cater your art to that like say you just did Jeezy and you you did the collab on the um no, yeah on the mural for yeah, Jeezy was yeah. that in Miami no, no that was in LA. LA beautiful and damned okay yeah yeah so you did that like obviously yeah. it's his album and shit yeah. but your collaboration yeah. like how do you go about working these things out with these people so everyone's different like right. my first big celebrity cosign other than like just in, like an Instagram post or an Instagram shout out like my first celebrity that like, come in and say like I really fuck with you is Chris Brown right that's where I met you yeah yeah um and at that time, I think I had enough integrity and understanding of my my value and my worth mm-hmm. 
that I didn't like water down who I was to work with Chris Brown. Oh, I see what you're saying. I stayed true to what I was doing. Right. Like we were still doing meaningful, powerful work with Chris. Like the first collaboration I ever did with Chris was an interpretation of morons with monsters in it. Like mm. cigarettes are monsters. They ruin you. That was my first collaboration with Chris Brown. Like, like I did not take it easy. Like I was going for a knockout punch with my first collab with Chris. And people are like, why, how could you do that? Like, aren't you scared? Like, I'm like, no, I've, I've always been about this. Why am I going to change? Right. And if his fans don't care for it, at least the people who have supported me are not going to say, damn, you sold out. Right. You stay true to who you are. So that was like my first collab. And then everything after that was all my work with Chris always had a meaning and a message behind it. Mm. And I was very adamant on expressing that to Chris. Like, we're going to work together. I respect the fact that you respect me. But we have to make it meaningful. Like, it's not about just pretty. Right. And I know that me and Chris had like a misunderstanding once. We did like a we did a couple of pieces for a charity in Miami, and one of them was to paint a hood of a Porsche, and he wanted to paint Mega Man on it. And I was like, okay, you want to paint Mega Man on it? I'm like, there's no m- message behind that. He's like, yeah, I know, but Mega Man's dope. I was like, cool. Then you're signing this one just Chris Brown hmm. or Confused. That's what he goes by. Right, right. You're just gonna sign Confused. I'm not putting my name. I'm not associating myself with that. There's no meaning and message behind it. Even though you're super tight. Yeah. And I really fuck with you. Like, I'm not going to let myself give in to what you want. Right, right, right. I'm going to be me. And he really fucked with that. It's got to be even. It's not. It's just got to, you, you got to be do you and I got to do me. And, right. And if we don't meet in the middle, then you can have it. And I'll just do me on my my own thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that's what it was. And it was just like, okay, like, cool. Right. And he did him on that Porsche hood. And the Porsche hood didn't sell. And the Porsche hood stayed there. And everything else that we collaborated on and I made sure had a meaning sold. Hmm. And he's like, damn, Kai, you really know art. I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> right. Like, but I think that's tr- that's what he gravitates towards, yeah. is people that he can respect on that artistic level. So when I worked with Chris, it was like that. Mm-hmm. And then you're working with Chris Brown, who's at the time just getting out of jail, fresh out of jail, sober, like super cool, like the biggest celebrity in the world. And when I mean the biggest celebrity in the world, like we can't get a cup of coffee without like. Insanity. Yeah. I know. Like, the worst thing ever. Like, hanging out with him sometimes is, like, the worst thing ever. And you're around him, and you're doing you, 100% you. And then his fans are like, damn. This is tight. We see what he does with Chris, and he does the exact same thing by himself. This guy's super cool. Mm-hmm. And then your fan base starts to grow. Right. And it's not growing for the wrong reasons. It's not growing because I'm hoeing myself out or whoring myself out or whatever. It's growing because they fuck with what I did with Chris and they still fuck with the exact same thing that I'm doing by myself. Yeah. And then people start to realize like, damn, Kai is like on the come up. He's working with Chris, the biggest celebrity in the world. And then at this time, I still had friends in the industry. Like I was so true to myself the whole time that I became friends with everyone in the music and movie industry just because they were simply fans of the work in the street. Right. They're like, oh yeah, you're the guy that does the love versus money like that's my life like i really fuck with that i didn't even know that was you that's crazy like yep yep that, that's me i'm like oh my god can you do this with me or oh my god can i get your number like i want to buy something or oh my god like crazy. we should just hang out yeah i just like you, the what you're putting out for people i really fuck with so i must fuck with you as a person mm-hmm. so super that's super tight i was gonna say weird because it's funny how people gravitates gravitate towards something and, like, your initial thing was I need to create a ca- character that is not 
bias. Yeah, I mean, that was the idea. It was like just everyone. Yeah, and but the craziest thing of it all is like when the person you're a fan of your whole life is a fan of you, and mm-hmm. you don't even know it. Right. So like they come in super excited. Chris was so excited to work with me because he was a fan of what I was doing. It's fucking weird, right? So fucking weird mm-hmm. that the first time we met, we had said we'll meet up at seven thirty. He was there at seven o'clock waiting in his car like it's a rarity it's a rare rarity like what like the dude is waiting for me yeah like here i'm like tripping out like oh my god i'm not ready i'm not on time like he we said 7 30 he showed up early i'm not ready he gets out of the car to help me get ready here bro let me get that let me get he's like wait a second you're what you're so young bro i thought you were way older like you're an og i saw all the videos you did with kdna like you're popping i'm like oh by the way this is k this is kdna like she's standing right here yeah what it's a girl no way it's a girl like (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, crazy. And you realize like the person that you're a fan of is a fan of you. They've been paying attention. And they've been paying attention because you've been you and you're a fan of them because they've been them. Right. And none of you, like, you've never like. Morphed to be Morphed to be what everyone else wants That's you to be. That's tight. What would, what would you say is like um, the favorite, your favorite project that you've done with, I don't know, someone famous or celebrity or brand or something like that? Um, do, you, do you work with brands? We did. We did a. We did a Champion um, Complex Con release. Mm. Sold out really quick. It was really fun. That's dope. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a favorite project. I think the first time I painted with Chris was like a rarity. And I don't think anyone expected to see Chris paint with me. Because I was still not like, I was like on the come up right. still. Like people were like, knew who i was but i wasn't like a household name i'm still not a household name but i was still like i'm not we don't we didn't have the studio we're in right now like right we had like 900 square feet now we have like 3,000 square feet like yeah. i was still like on the way up right, right. i'm still on the way up today but sure um i think working with chris that first time and him being so excited and to the point of like when they were trash on the floor at the end of the night he was picking up the trash like trying to make sure like that you were good that i was good and that I respected him for being a normal human mm-hmm. being. And I was like, damn, like Chris Brown is picking up trash. Right. Dude has more money than everyone in yeah. the 10 block radius. And he's picking up trash. Right. Because I'm in the room. Like, that's dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good, good pat in the back or yeah, like yeah. a good, like good, like we're on the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thing. And working with Chris was always like a blessing. And working with any, anyone is a blessing, mm-hmm. but I think the truest and the greatest collaborations I've done are with my team. Like, to be able to come into my studio every morning and i've ha- i've i've had the, like the beauty of hiring like my homies that's sick to work with me and i can like honestly take their opinion at face value like if my if kim or kdna says oh that shit's whack i'm like oh damn like oh what did i do like am i tired did right. i did i not sleep on that flight like am i missing that i miss a step did i like sure or if my homies in the studio are like, oh my God, dude, you just made the craziest fire I've ever right. seen in my life. Like, this is going to be crazy. I'm like, okay. Like, All right. Right. Like, cosine. Okay. Cosine. And those are my favorite cosines because those are the people who've known me when I was nobody and the people who have known me today. And they're like, yo, you haven't changed. Th- like, mm. like, how the fuck do you not buy nicer shoes? Right. <laughs> Why do you still wear Converse? Why do you like always wear a black t-shirt? Like, go buy yourself nice clothes. Like, they know me like as the guy who's never changed. Right. And for them to say like, you're making garbage and you're making great shit when like relative to what I'm making is great because 
I know I know that they're being honest and real with me. For sure. They're not coming into the studio like, oh, wow, that's amazing, bro. Like, Just like trying to shoot. Just trying to shoot. Like, yeah, just trying to make me happy and like say like, oh, my God, that painting is so dope. Like, you're going to sell that in two seconds. And in, reala- in reality, like that wasn't done or right, doesn't right. look good. You're just trying to like get on my good side. Mm. I don't need you to get, I don't need anyone to ever get on my good side. Right. Like you're not helping me by doing that. No. You're actually really hurting me because yeah. you're ma- making me lazy. Can you imagine being in a place where you just have a bunch of shitheads around you open? Yeah, like just. That and I got to meet most of your crew when you did that piece at where was that off Wilshire? Oh, we did the. No, which, I was downtown. The oh, one, oh, the yeah, drone yeah. shots that I got. So you. yeah, you got yeah, you met some of my team. Yeah. You met like Kim, Julian, Hugh, which is a homie. Yeah. And I think that day you kind of saw like my my essence. Like right. I'm standing on a Fucking on a lift. Terrifying dog. <laughs> I'm standing on a lift, like twenty stories in the air. Literally, like we're he had it was by some rope and shit, and they had like a fucking escalator thingy that hangs from the building. It's a window that people, washer. Yeah, yeah, people wash windows, and they just had it, but like there was no one that taught them how to use it. Right? Yeah, I didn't know how to use it, so. You have to also understand I'm a little bit of a manip. I don't like the word manipulative, but I'm also like an opportunist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell people like, "Yo, come help me," and like re- I reassure them that they're gonna be safe. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was saying. Like everyone's like, "Yeah, we went up there and it was in the dark," and then what? This is what's funny is while they're up there doing it, I'm down on the ground. I'm flying the drone. Kim's shooting some shit and. These dudes that were actually cleaning windows on the building next to us were walking by like, damn, they don't got a harness. They ain't clipped in. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing, dude? They're going to die up there for sure. Like, yeah, like, so Julian is, like, my best friend. Yeah. And, like, he'll always, like, if I tell him, like, yo, let's jump, he'll jump with me. Mm-hmm. Even though he's scared, he's like, yo, Kai got my back. I'm going right. to jump. I'm going to jump. Um, and he was his cousin who's also, like, a homie. And I told him, like, yo, we're going to paint this mural. You down and get on the lift with me. Like, yeah, Kai, you know what you're doing, right? I'm like, yeah, of course, bro. Like, I got this. I'm like, we turn it this way to go up. We turn it this way to go down. But we got to do it simultaneously at the exact same time. And we're straight. And they're like, you sure, Kai? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. And like, you don't need a harness? I'm like, nah, bro. Like, the harness would be in the lift if we needed a harness. Like, and I'm just trying to, like, talk them into, like, we got to do this. Like, yeah, nothing it. is stopping us from painting this mural. Like, right. it's 14 feet. It's 14 stories in the air. Like, who gives a shit? Like harnessed or not if you fall you're gonna die either yeah. way that's like my that's what i'm thinking i can't tell them that because they're, they're not gonna help me and if no one helps me i'm not gonna be able to do what i need to do yeah so um so like they like thank god for like my homies and my squad like because they held it down for me that day yeah that shit turned out fucking great yeah like julian and hugh at one point were so afraid of the height they couldn't move anymore damn they were like frozen in, in their spot because every movement when you're 20 f- stories in the air on, a, on two tiny thing. little strings sways the whole thing and you're like you feel everything like you burp everyone feels the fact that you burp because the the lift moves Just a lot move. Fuck. like you're rolling the roller and the lift's like bouncing off the wall like nah so they're afraid and they're not telling me they're afraid and they're letting me do my thing and mm. they held me down like that's dope so i'm blessed to have those people around me that, right. that say like i but I truly believe that nothing in this world is impossible. And they're like, okay, yeah. if you don't think it's impossible, we'll help you. Right. So I'm blessed to have that. I'm, yeah. I'm blessed to have people that when I need to do an all-nighter and finish a project that we were releasing or finished, finish a painting that needs to be shipped out or 
prepare something for a show, people will stay with me in the studio until two o'clock in the morning mm. just to have my back. Right. Like I'm blessed to have that. But yeah, that, that's dope. That comes with time. That comes with proving yourself. Yeah. If you haven't done anything, you can't ask your homie like, yo, stay with me until two AM they'll be like, What's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And yeah. the real homies will tell you, like, all right, let's the first time they'll be like, All right, I don't know what you're gonna do, but I got your back. And if you fuck them and you screw them and you waste their time, you, they will never help you again. Right. And I've been blessed enough that even when I do fuck up and even when I don't really come through with, they're like, all right, we saw the effort. You put in 110%, you were dead. Even though it didn't come out the way you told me it was going to come out, I'll help you on the next round. Mm-hmm. So that's dope. That's the dopest thing is like people respect the effort and the hustle that I give to everything. And you take care of your squad and like make sure everyone's... Oh, yeah, I make, I, I, like I, like make sure if... Kim is not happy one day. Yeah. KDNA is not happy one day. She tells me, like, yo, I'm not happy. I'm like, what will make you happy? Let's just take care of that. Like, everyone's happiness and health comes first. Like, Kim's in the room right now editing, or maybe <laughs> she's done, but you need to start asking for Gucci flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. She asks for she asks for shoes every day. She's really? like, yo, I need a pair of shoes. <laughs> some shoes. All right. <laughs> um, but, like, that's, my, that's the way I think. Like, right. if I can help anyone, even anyone follow their dream, like, KDNA wants to edit, um, like direct and edit and produce a music video for fam- for like famous people. Right. I've reached out to all my contacts and like, let us do treatments for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Let us do this. Like, we're not a little studio. Like we put out crazy good quality work. Right. And we've done we, we've, we've pitched things against huge production companies. Right. Like huge. Like, put treatments out that like, are crazy. Yeah, yeah. That it's not something I personally want to do, but. The fact that she wants to do it, I'm going to back her 100% yeah. and we're going to do it. Like And utilize your resources yeah. and the things you built to make And also happen. use me as like, as a plus, like, yo, we got Kai. He can do like all the set design. He can mm-hmm. do all the, the, the costume design. Like I'm, I'm an asset right, rather absolutely. than like just me sitting on the corner. Like, yo, here are my, here are my connects. Use them. I'm like, I'm, I'm the one that calls and like, yo, where the fuck? Like we haven't gotten a response yet. Why aren't you helping us? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's And dope. anyone who comes to me like, yo, I need your help and I really believe in what they're doing and they've proven like I can do what I say I do. Yeah. I'm going to bat for them. Yeah, 100%. I don't care. Like, even if I look stupid at the end of the day, you believe in me and I believe in you and let's do it together. Hell yeah. Because a unit, a unit is way stronger than a, an individual. Mm-hmm. Way stronger. You can't push a car by yourself, but you and two homies, you can push a car for however long, but you and five homies... It doesn't even feel like you're pushing a car. And you and 20 homies, yeah. what car are you pushing? You're just talking. Right. No, yeah. I love that. So that's what I really believe in. I believe, like, if anyone ever has an idea or a dream and they're part of my, like, circle, let's try and make that come true. Right. Yeah, it might not be. Like, you tell me on a Monday, yo, my dream is to do blah, blah, blah. I might tell you, look, you got to give me till Friday. Right. Because I'm busy right now. But remind me on Friday and I'll try and make that work. Or remind me next month. Like, never... Like, I'm always there to help everyone. And I think because I'm like that, they're always there to help me. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, give in to what you want to get back. And even if you don't get it back, it's like, who gives a fuck? It's going to come around at some point in time. Yeah, like you. Like, I I was, I literally put an ad, I literally put a story post, like, I need a drone pilot. And you hit me, I'm like, yo, I got you. Which is funny because my homie Mike, mm-hmm. this is what's tight, which I hope he'll, he'll listen to this shit. He <laughs> had sent me a screenshot of your something that you did mm-hmm. sent this to me he goes this guy's sick and i'm like that's my homie I'm like <laughs> we did he's remember chris's doc at the end he helped with that that was his shit like 
look at the bottom corner. It says <laughs> Kai, Chris, like it, everyone's names on that shit. Like that's the guy. And he's like, oh shit, that's crazy. And then then you he sent me that like maybe a month after I knew that he was a fan of yours. He like saw the story and sent me the story. And then that's when I DM'd you. I'm like, yo, what are you fuck you, fool? I'm right here. What do you yeah, need? <laughs> I didn't even think to hit you. I was like, yo, Ben's busy. Like Ben's killing it. Like no, I yeah. know that you were killing it with riveting. I'm like, I'm not gonna. Like ask you to do your what you do for money for right. free. Like I was like, no, yeah. And I know I knew I didn't have like a crazy budget to film it. Uh, Easy. Yeah, but then like you slide through and like you're the homie. I'm like, damn, like yeah. This is how this too. is how the this is how it works. Like, yeah. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. Mm. But I oh no matter even if you don't scratch my back, I got your back. Yeah. No, I hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It means That's like if mentality. I'm in a room and I know that you could do that job and that job is offered up. I'm going to try and get you that job, even if we haven't spoken about right, it. Right, right, right. Even if they're like, oh, we need a drone pilot. I'm like, yo, I got the I got the guy for you. That's how even I though, think even the same if, way. Even if you haven't told me, like, yo, I'm available, yeah. I'm be like, he'll tell them he can't do it. Right, but right, right. in my head, he's perfect for this position. Right. I'm going to make sure he gets it. That's hard. And then if the, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least I bat for you. Yeah, you try. You're right, yeah, right, I try. Right. I'm like, damn, like, let's go. Like, yeah. come on, Ben can do it. Like, look at his Instagram. Look at his thing. Right. Crazy portfolio. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's dope. And I think. I think that's more valuable than money. And I think that that's something that uh, a lot of people lack. And that's why I think a lot of motherfuckers lose because they lack that skill, which Mm -hmm. I don't know where that comes from, but I have a feeling just the way you talked about your family, it comes from the way you, you know, the people you're surrounded with growing up and shit. It's Mm -hmm. not like, not really. My family hates me. Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you go further than my mom and dad and my siblings, like they hate me. Well not, but I'm talking about your immediate family. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. But like they got their own thing going. I think it comes from the idea though, that I was in the streets Mm. for real. And I think my shit was playing shows and being punk and doing that whole music thing. Like, and like being so hungry and like begging your, begging people to help you. Like, yo dude, I know you can call this guy and like get me this gig. Mm -hmm. Please call him. Like, no bro. Sorry. I can't help you. Please. oh no like i can't help you i don't think you're good for it like let them decide that yeah and i think getting that response like i can't help you haven't proven yourself yet hurt me so many times on the way up that i want i never want anyone to have that situation right i, ne- I never want anyone to come up to me and be like yo i really wish you could help me get in contact with g Mm. and like they're actually good at what they do and then you're like oh no i'm not gonna burn that bridge for you right fuck that dude yeah who gives a fuck right like if you're not good they're gonna tell you you're not good that's true like who cares that's true they're not gonna get mad at me yeah they might get mad at me if i call the guy myself and like yo i have the perfect photographer pay him if i'm like bossing them around they'll get mad at me but if i pass the contact over and like yo give it shoot your shot right exactly and just don't like sell me out do you like that's it they're gonna say no they're gonna say yes and if they say yes you'll be happy and if they say no you'll just be like thank you that's true you know i respect I mean? that shit what's the the next the next move for kai well i've been blessed um i've been very very blessed i can't like have any other words to say but oh shit um my work's been like really well received by the public and um i just sold a sculpture to the museum of st louis Ooh, so that's, that's like, sick that's really cool so we're gonna install that soon damn for the city of st louis in the st louis park which is like like what like i was doing a legal street art and now you're paying me yeah to, do to go shit. come and install it and you picked out what you wanted for your city like that's like a huge like yeah 
That's fucking crazy full circle uh, yeah, shit. Full circle. That's the second museum that I'm in. Wow. And to do that at the age of 25, I think that's a huge blessing. That's ridiculous. And then it's just to continue to give people like powerful, meaningful messages. Hell yeah. And to never stop and to never take no as an answer. I think you're on the right track by, you know, investing into a team and building out like the motive and the mm-hmm. ways that people should be moving and shit. I think that's sick. And I think it's also cool. Like we're all friends. Yeah. Like we go on like a trip to Miami for Art Basel. We're all staying in one house. Like it's literally, imagine like doing college productively. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is like what every parent hopes for their kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, please go to school yeah, and do something. Please. But like, like we all get to fly together, like live together, build do together, do what we're good at, eat together, yeah. laugh together, get mad at each other together, grow together. And to me, that's, like, the greatest gift. Mm-hmm. Like, when I die, I know, like, my four homies, five homies will be at my funeral. And they'll right. just be like, remember that time, like, Kai was an idiot and he stood on the top of the lift on the cage 45 feet in the air and he could die, like, and laugh about it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, the fact that we'll have memories that are further than just, like, money. Right. And, like, oh, he worked with Chris or, oh, he worked with G or, oh, he worked with Drake or, oh, he worked with blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The fact that we'll have, like, little bits and memories in like different cities and we get to get we get paid to travel and spread love i think that's winning no yeah, matter yeah, what i agree that's dope like i get to we get literally paid money to get on a plane to go do street art and film it and make a video and i was doing that for free four years forever ago. forever but four years ago like yeah that's not even far like four years ago is a college experience like four years ago i was doing that for free alone crazy alone by myself and now i'm my whole squad is getting flown out to Mexico that's to party and to paint a mural. Like, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> right. You still don't drink, smoking all no, that shit? No, no drinking, no smoking. Were you, did you ever like go through, were you ever straight edge? Did you ever claim that shit? Or was this just like a, nah, I just don't do this? No, nah, I don't do that. It was always like, nah, I don't but do you, this. But did you ever know straight edge kids or like that whole people, culture? People called me a straight edge. Like, oh, damn, yeah, you're a straight easy. edge? And I was like, what is that? Like, it means you don't do anything. I'm like, yeah, I don't do anything, but I'm not, like, part of a crew that doesn't do anything. Like, all my homies smoke weed and, like, blow down, like, heavy, and, like, they drink and they they have a good time their way. I just was way more focused. Mm. I was like, I need to do this. I know it's a competitive field. I know that every minute that I'm not working. It's all distractions. It's a distraction, but there's someone else working that's about to take a step on me. So, if I'm not working and there's a guy in the studio working... Mm -hmm. That means my whole squad, I'm going to let everyone down in my whole squad because I decided to go out and party. Right. And that means that's one more trip and one more fun time that we can't have together because I decided to go have fun. True. So if I'm in the studio working and I can take care of my whole squad, I don't care. That's it. But if I'm out partying and we lose a gig because I was out partying and I was like not in the studio making a, a mock-up or doing a, a proposal or right, right, finishing right. a piece or, you know what I mean? then they're, I'm letting everyone down. Everybody. Because everyone counts on me now. What a motherfucking sacrifice. No, it's, it's fun. It's not a sacrifice. It's, it's like a blessing because now I get to, now we get to go together mm. s- somewhere and hopefully someone else will take over at one point. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully like maybe Kim like, gets, Katie and I gets a movie and she's right. like, yo, I need you to pause and you need to come help me on my movie. Mm-hmm. And then she's taking lead and that means I get to have a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Right. No, I don't I can go bowling around. more hours a day. Yeah. Like, you know? That's dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and hopefully, like, that's what I'm hoping to build, like, where everyone can become, like, the leader and the No, you're right on show. track. 
That's but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of like being the leader. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she, I'm not going to let you do that shit. It's actually me. I want to, I make, um, Oh, I have you yeah, questions. Yeah. I post black window cream. I let them ask some questions. So I'm going to pull that up real quick. Um, this has been a fucking good one, bro. This is a, this is probably, this is going to be my se- second longest podcast. I think. So we got a question. It goes, are you related to Aaron Kai? Aaron Kai is another street artist. Yeah, talk um, about it. He's a homie I met through g camp. Oh, I thought that shit was your brother. No. Did Aaron, Aaron did the Chris thing. Yeah, me and Aaron. No. The Chris, the doc at the end. Oh, no, Jazz the, the doc. Oh. Um, but Aaron does waves in the street. Oh, okay. Um, I met Aaron Kai through G's camp. Yeah. And I really liked his waves. And I thought they would be a perfect background and perfect fluidity for what I was doing with the messages and mm-hmm. kind of give the messages a little bit more aesthetic appeal. So we linked up and we worked together. But we, his name is Aaron Kai and I'm just Kai. Right. So people, everything, everyone thinks we're related. Right. That's but funny. We're just two different artists. He's actually from Hawaii and I'm from LA. That's hilarious. And we just like, our work together just works really well. Right, right, right. So we just. Who asked that question? I always like um, to tell their names because people. You can read tripping. it. Oh, it's calves.z. Okay, calves.z. All right, let me. All right, these are from the Black Window Cream group. Um, And you can do these quick, quick Go answers. Go for it, yeah. Parker, he says, uh, Parker Nicholas, he's a, he's from Chicago. I know this dude. Mm-hmm. What's the process of painting a large mural outline things first or totally freehand? What, what is it? What was it? Like, what's the process of doing, like, a large mural? Is it outlining things first or totally freehand? I like to outline things outline first. Things? In the beginning, I used to do it totally freehand. It's going to be hard as fuck. No, that's not the problem. The thing is, time now is becoming so valuable. Mm. And my time on a mural can be better spent sometimes doing other things. Right, right, right. Especially when you have, like, everyone counting on you to, like, oh, did the proposal to Mexico go through or did the proposal for Amsterdam and right. what's happening with the museum and you got to go install the museum and is it safety regulations and you got to talk to the city and permits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I spend three days on a mural and I don't finish the safety regulations for the installation in St. Louis and we lose the St. Louis museum gig, like, what am I yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've learned that my time is so valuable that anything to help me go quicker but to execute properly mm-hmm. is the way to do it. That's dope. How do you do, how do you stencil or, not for stencil, is that what you said? Outline things. How do you do um, that shit? Depends, depends. Like on, on a big on, wall. Depends. Like every everything's different, but a lot of times we mock it up. We do like, like paper. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes like we do like stencil. Sometimes we do projectors. Sometimes we do like, I can just draw it. Or right, right. That's it just tight. depends on the, the location. Sure. But there, there there's like real execution in it. Mm-hmm. It's not like we just show up and like, wait, what Come are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah, you got your shit down. I got my, like, yeah, we got like ideas down. Uh, Al Gordon says, dude, he is seriously such a beast. Question, how do you decide your message that you want to portray? And I know we talked, I'm sure we've talked about a lot yeah. of this. I just want like, to give um, it a The way I like to like talk. The Does way the idea come before the art or vice versa? The idea always comes before the art. First, for you always sure. have yeah. it down. That's what Cal Arts taught me, mm. like I said. So do you keep it like shit and do you have like notes in your phone like no, a rapper? I don't believe that. This is my my theory of getting the idea down perfectly is that if I have an idea and I don't execute it right away, if the idea is still in my head later, then it's a proper idea. Mm. That Got means it. that's stuck with me. Like, damn, if that's right, stuck right. with me, it'll stick with someone else. Right. And then we execute like sketching and drawing and the the character and then the colors and the mural and blah, blah, blah. Garen Weeks says, uh, where do you get creative inspiration from? Uh, life. Like, you look around, like, like I said, I didn't have TV growing up. I didn't have internet. I'm very, my eyes are very caught on to details and subtleties that a lot of people sometimes seem to, like, let slide by. Mm. So those things really affect me. And people say I'm dramatic or whatever, but. 
so those things that affect me are, are affecting the people closest to me or even people that I don't know. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's a, a thing. real thing. Yeah. I try and speak on those things. Right. Um, Carter Rodman says, when you're putting a celebrity in an order, older portrait, would you rather it be matching the style of the older portrait or switching up the style completely and using methods and techniques from another time period in a Renaissance style painting of a celebrity? Oh, so they're talking about now royalty. That was my second collection. Oh. We didn't really touch upon that, but yeah. It was a collection I did after I did Lost Values, right mm. before I moved to Paris. Um, and the idea was that was to create royalty for the Americas, because when you live in Europe and you go th- throughout Europe, right, you can see the history on the walls and the artwork. And I didn't think the U.S. had that. So when I came back, we did now royalty here in the U.S. for the America, like for America. Mm-hmm. And we use a lot of rappers, but we were trying to get the body language of the portrait to match the body language of the actual hip hop star. Oh, I see. So it was very specific. Which I think you have, you have one right there. Right yeah. there at fifty. I don't yeah. know if you can see it in this. Uh, I'm leaning forward. Nah, damn it. It is what it is. I'll, it is what it nah, is. Oh, I'll get you pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put that shit up and that it. Um, let me see. Let me. I got one more. I'll just. Pop you can it give on. me all of them. It's fine. Um, David Malave. Shout out to Dave Malave. My intern. <laughs> That's tight. He's not even an intern anymore. He's just part of Black and the Cream. Uh, he says, "What's the process like from start to finish of securing opportunities to paint a mural on the side of a business? How do you sell your art in a way that these businesses can see the benefit of displaying your art?" But right now, I think the way you say it, he goes, "Also, I love how you did the Champion Kai collaboration." Mm-hmm. Um, how I guess like at this point, a lot of people are asking you to come put their shit on there. But is there ever some case where you like? need a building specific for a piece that you want to do so a lot of times i like to pick my spots by traffic foot traffic that makes or sense. in la car traffic or whatever you mean you don't go out and put shit in the desert <laughs> I, I did we'll once see. i want to there's a big project i'm working on for the desert really yeah but um i try and pick out like high traffic locations where the work so context of everything is important so let's say i get a wall in beverly hills i'm gonna yeah. try and make sure that that wall speaks to people that live in Beverly Hills. Right, right. I'm not going to do something that would speak to someone in Iowa. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that There's, makes sense. You have different mentalities, different lifestyles, different thought processes. You have different things affecting you every day. Yeah. So I try and speak to the location and the context of that wall, but I like to pick my walls on traffic. That makes sense. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes it, sense. That I would. I think before I met you, I, I remember because I, I lived in Studio City and I would Uber all the way over to mm-hmm. Wilshire to work with Andrew on the dock and shit and i would see you, you had a piece like off laurel canyon yeah yeah. and i would see that all the time and then i met you then i realized that it was your shit i'm like oh fuck and it, the piece off laurel canyon was like the bird with the tree i'm trying to remember what it was my brain's terrible yeah. you apparently have yeah. a good one i'm terrible it at was this like shit. the bird bird walking behind yeah uh behind a person behind if carrying a tree and it was about how oh yeah developing the canyon mm. and ruining the canyon right because they're tearing down nature and taking away homes for the the natural life to build out these houses crazy so it was kind of speaking about that exact context like i that's put that work in that context for that's that reason crazy that's really tight do you have any other ones um no i don't think so a that's lot of people good. are just like yo you're a beast yo i love what you do that's <laughs> humbling though that's yeah, good it's cool it's just like if you got questions ask a question time. yeah i'm reading shit right yeah. now Fuck. no there isn't much um, just all the like congratulations yeah stuff. No. people i think truly respect it or whatever and they see 
the cleverness behind it. And that's what's cool is when you actually can soak in those moments or whatever. And oh fuck, I love even the beach shit that you yeah. had up in the beach and yeah. you would d- like that stuff. You see, like I did like the guy bringing the fish, bo- bringing the fish yeah, back, fish to, the back the to the ocean. Like that's the perfect context is at the beach. Yeah, I'm not gonna put that right on the side of the yeah, highway. Yeah. You know, what no, I mean? that's really cool. But that's kind of that's kind of pretty much it. Um, and it's kind of weird when people like like what I do. You just sold these motherfuckers out. Oh, yeah. That was tight. I that was, was here cool. like the day before yeah, you dropped the day it. Before, yeah. Um they sold out it was cool. It's just that like I don't when I do hoodies or I do like apparel or I do a print, that's for the fans. Mm. It really is for the fans. People don't understand that. Right. People are like, Oh, you're trying to make a lot of money or whatever. I'm like, No, this is a lot a bigger headache than it is. Yeah. Anything. Right. This is like so that people who can't afford a painting or can't afford to like a one-of-one work they can have a little something this sure. is like me saying thank you for your support thank you for following me thank you for building me up right here's something back mm. i'm not trying to nickel and dime everyone i'm just trying to say here it is but it does take time it does take effort it does stop my whole team from doing other things that are important so yeah because you this all right so this hoodie that i'm wearing if you're not watching youtube it's like got paint everywhere because this is like what you look like when you yeah paint so this shit, is right? my actual hoodie and the one he's wearing is yeah. like the og version right yeah crazy and you're wearing the replica of it so right. the idea was every time i used to go out wearing this hoodie i go out in like the clothes i work in right so people were like oh my god i love your sweater can i buy it off you i was like what do you mean like all the paint and everything like <laughs> i'm like if you really want paint on stuff like we can make that happen right but i got that over and over i must have gotten like hundreds of times and i realized people like what i do because of the history and the hard work in it mm-hmm. so i'm not going to sell you something plain i'm going to give you the same hard work on yours right because you've helped me do all this hard work you've helped me build this so you get to enjoy like these are kind of like general badges right like this is the night we painted that mural and this is the night that That's dope. i almost fell off this ladder and this is the night when we painted for chris and this is but you were all everyone was part of that every right. fan every follower everyone supporting me was part of that so you get the same badges that i have how many did you how many were there there was 150 150 and 150 sold out crazy and it was cool because it came in like a box where he also gave you another piece of art if you yeah, bought the box. I hand painted the box, every single box myself. I cut mine out and put it in a thing. <laughs> That's so tight. But a lot, <laughs> like for a lot of artists, what I did on the box is like what they consider like a fine art piece. Right. So I was like that's what i try and do. I try to make sure everything I do is for you as a fan and for you as a follower. Right. Like thank you. I'm trying to give you an experience and let you enjoy the experience. I'm not trying to like mm-hmm. just take your money. I don't really care about money. Are you going to do more of these? I don't know. Like, just like, it just is just for you guys. It's just so much work. Right. And it's so tiring. Damn. I and told like, him he needs an intern. Yeah. He needs it for real. But hard to trust people out here in these yeah. motherfucking streets. <laughs> but it's just like, it's so much work. And having, like, bringing someone in to learn my secrets, I'm very, like, cautious about. Right, right, right. No, but, yeah, that's. Yeah, but, like, you, you gave me more hope about it. You're like, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. How supposed to do Dave it. is a good example yeah. of that. Like, the dude, he ended up coming on the Beyonce project with me. That's and crazy. he's a fucking random person from oh, yeah. the community itself and just applied that's crazy like you've been blessed with that like i've had some bad experiences some great experiences i've had bad I'm, ones too I, no. I totally fucking get it because it's yeah. hard but i don't know you kind of just have to you kind of have to do it your way yeah and what i do isn't taught in school mm. parts of it are but so it's kind of hard for me to say like yeah you come and watch everything i do and I'm supposed to trust you and I don't even know like your yeah. background and who you are. Right. So I'm very like, I have a very close knit circle and we try and keep it close knit. Right. And if everyone in the circle co-signs, then you're allowed in the circle. Mm-hmm. I see you. Makes sense. 
So, so you got the you gotta get the stamp approved from yeah, everybody. from everybody. And even if I approve someone and the whole crew doesn't approve, they're not approved. Right. Like I'll get like you know we don't really fuck with that person. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like okay then they gotta go. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Is there a uh, damn? We did two hours and forty four motherfucking minutes. <laughs> that we talked. Time. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug at the end of this? Uh no. Just like if you really like people who are hitting me up on Instagram about sweaters. If you follow Instagram. You'll know about the next one that's coming out because yeah. people are upset that it's sold out. And if you're wondering where my next show is or my next mural, or just stay tuned to Instagram. I don't have a good enough platform to be able to do like Mailchimp and all these things. And I apologize for that. I will work on that. Yeah, I'm gonna help him out with this shit. <laughs> there's he, some like, money in that shit too. <laughs> it's not about like I said. Like if it was always about money, like we would have had. A business partner investor in it and yeah that's true i'd have been making a lot of more money but at the same time i like the the natural growth and the natural understanding well it's just this is the problem i don't look at it like yo you're missing out on that opportunity mm-hmm. to make dollars it's the fact that what you're talking about is fans that are disappointed right, that they yeah. couldn't see the drop yeah it's because fucking the algorithm changes so, every every yeah. week and all of a sudden now people don't get your post like i i hate when i see a post about like uh what the fuck just happened yesterday the la thing that happened here and all the I people dressed know. up uh it's like the gala or some shit oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, the Met Gala. Yeah, the Met Gala. They did that shit. And then today I'm sitting swiping as if this just happened. And I'm yeah, seeing pictures you. from last night. I'm like, yo, I don't, what the fuck? Yeah, I feel you. And but so at, that sucks. At the same time, like, when you're invested, when I'm invested in something, I I type in that name and I double check. Oh, like to be, yeah, yeah you're Just on. like, just double check. And, and I'm going to try and get my shit down to make sure, like, you get a MailChimp email and you get, like, right, but right, I'm right. not trying to be obnoxious and say, like, come buy my shit. Oh, yeah, no, for no, sure. No, I'm just like, this is happening like yeah, if yeah. you're about it you're about it if you're gonna miss out you're gonna miss and it's out it's working because that motherfucker yeah. sold out yeah but That's at the same crazy. time i feel bad like when people hit us up like oh can i get a small like when i say sold out like we it's sold gone. out we're gone yeah. like if you messed up if you got the wrong size i can't even fix that right like you got the wrong size my bad like there's nothing Damn. i don't even have one of the ones we released right i'm wearing the, the, o- <laughs> my, original, the OG <laughs> original one but like i don't have one of the ones like, that's crazy because when i mean like when we say sold out it's gone yeah that's sick it's cool but at the same time like i feel bad so but that's part of it that's yeah. what's cool about a limited edition it's and like you would be bummed if you found out the guy was giving fucking yeah all the everyone can everyone will make it work yeah. like but at the same time like i also realize that there's space for me to there's space for me to grow and i need to grow in that mm-hmm. communicating realm like i need to be able to communicate and tell you look this is dropping oh we're doing the st louis museum like no one knows about the st louis museum because i don't know how to talk about it right like there's a way to communicate to people that I need to work on. And there's, sure. you can always grow as a person, as, as an artist and as a creator, as a yeah, yeah. businessman, as whatever. And you, I think it's important to realize you need to grow. That's dope. So I promise I'll work on that. <laughs> Good. That's what we wanted to hear. That's why I waited this whole fucking time to see that he's working on that communication. Uh, all right, cool, dude. Well, um, you, if man. people made it this far in the pocket, you don't, do you have Twitter? Uh, yeah, I have. It's Kai Aspire Art. Do you use it ever? Mm. all right if people i'm a visual guy like i said like i try and speak with no words so right twitter is the opposite okay well get on instagram and then blow up whatever his most yeah. recent thing is with you get to use a hashtag i let people yeah. pick a hashtag so mine's at kai art no no oh. it, it has to be like, like something not typical something like, not typical yeah i'm not even gonna remember it. andrew sandler i know that's what's funny is like andrew sandler when we did his uh-huh. he says something like he literally said trump I don't know. So it turned out to <laughs> hashtag Trump IDK. Okay. So and people still will send me Trump IDK I, on Twitter and shit. And I'll be like, what the fuck is this from? I feel you. We'll do love always wins. Love always wins. All right. So hashtag it, shit and tag me in yeah. it. So I know. And then love always wins, guys. You're a true fan if you really made this. <laughs> that was dope. All right, dog. I appreciate it. I appreciate you yep. too. Thanks, Thank man. you.
cut.